0: Go. Welcome back, my friends, to the podcast that never ends. We're so glad you could attend. Come inside, come inside. I am Joe Spiegel, and sitting across from me is the Everly Bearded. Everly Bearded? <laughs> <laughs> Mike Sutherland I'm trying to improv it, man. I'm, Mike I'm, Stop improv it.
1: Stop improv-ing. <laughs> you, you're ruining it. Uh, Not really, but.
0: I know, it's the moments, right? You gotta yeah. pick your moments, pick your moments. All right. This is our. Logan Lucky podcast Or episode, my bad Because we are Cinescape We are movies, we love movies, we love you
1: It is our Logan Lucky podcast
0: Click here please, click here Click it Go to (laughs) CinescapeMeg.com Class the nipples please Uh, We're going to be talking about That fine film, Logan Lucky Also we will be talking about My Flick of the Week, which is going to be The Netflix original Miniseries the defenders. Cool. Alright. Like what I'm gonna talk about. What you gonna talk about? Go. <laughs> Doug Lyman directed a movie called Go. I'm gonna talk about that. Go! Alright. Talk about that and then whatever else pops into our for little minds. Oh, they turned the ball over. You suck. Alright, goodbye. Okay, Take it away. Ginger. Alright, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's
2: showtime. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Meanwhile...
2: How you doing? 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 How
0: you doing? All right, let's do it! Ginger, is that like a Game of Thrones reference? No. <laughs> no, it's it's just a girl's name. Okay, so you're, you are you caught up on Game of Thrones? Yeah. Okay. Good. Good. I don't want to talk about Game of Thrones. Well, I... I no, I, we won't need No, to. but you're
1: going to talk about it for just, 45 fucking no, 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 minutes. fuck
0: that. No, no, just put the timers on me, okay? I... Tormund, when he was talking to the wolf to the hound, sorry, about Brienne of Tarth. Right, right. I can't believe I'm remembering names. Holy shit, because there's so many fucking characters. Right there, I thought, okay, this isn't good. Right, this isn't good. This is like him having a little bit of talk. Something bad. Is gonna happen. And all of a sudden, he's getting dragged into the fucking water by the by the whites. Right, by the by the zombies. Like, dude, I wonder if is he really gonna fucking die right here? The White Walkers, right? Right, when he's getting pulled pulled, pulled into the uh, into the lake. And I was like, "Fuck!" I think he okay. I mean, because they only killed like two fucking dudes off so far. So I'm like, eh.
1: "They kill three, but okay."
0: You know what I mean? So I was surprised. I thought he was going to meet his maker right there.
1: Cool. I want to talk about something.
0: Not not Game of Thrones. No. <laughs> Have you heard of Movie Pass? You heard the word? Yeah, I heard of it, but I didn't read into it. Good job. Well the reason You know what The reason why I told you about this like last week The reason why I didn't read into it Is because I I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't believe in it I'm pessimistic About things And, I, and I'm like Dude they're not going to fo- They're not going to go for this People are going to they, They're not going to The studios why? aren't going to go for this Because they don't
1: That's too giving It's subsidized money You should have read into it
0: Well that's what we got you for So we can talk about on podcast And then Illuminate I, me
1: I'm going to illuminate you Illuminate me AMC Theaters does not like MoviePass. This is from SlashFilm. The largest theater chain in the United States made that very clear when a press release indicated that the Movie Theater subscription service would not be welcome in their many locations after MoviePass dropped their monthly rate down to $9.95 for everyone, no matter where they lived or how many movies they saw. Yeah. However, as we learned in the days following, the only way they could really block MoviePass from being used at AMC Theater locations was to stop accepting MasterCard, since that's the credit card company working with MoviePass to provide users with their membership card used to buy movie tickets. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean AMC Theaters won't be petty about trying to make using the service a little bit more inconvenient at their locations. The theater chain has now blocked e-tickets from being purchased in advance of a screening at locations in Denver and Boston. But honestly, the blocking of MoviePass e-ticketing by AMC Theaters is just like throwing a a pebble at a tidal wave. If you're new to MoviePass or living in a location where e-tickets aren't available, here's how they work. The e-ticket system is a way for users to reserve their ticket at certain theaters ahead of time rather than being at the actual movie theater with your membership card to purchase the ticket just before you head into your screening. And that's the feature that's been disabled by AMC Theatres, according to an email sent by MoviePass to a new customer in one of those areas. E-ticket is a feature that's only available at roughly 6% of all locations that support MoviePass. So you can see why this isn't exactly a crushing blow to MoviePass or their users. It makes things a little bit more inconvenient for those fortunate enough to live in areas that have e-ticketing and need to reserve tickets and seats in advance due to large crowds, but it does not stop them from being able to use the MoviePass at AMC Theatres locations. The best workaround for not being able to buy advanced same-day tickets is just head to the theaters early in the day before your show, buy tickets, and go see the movie. Again, it's inconvenient, but for MoviePass users who want to get the best bang for their buck, it's a small price to pay to get the most out of an already cheap service. AMC Theaters is clearly not giving up without a fight when it comes to trying to stop MoviePass from becoming a big deal. Funnily enough, and I didn't write this... Boston and Denver were the locations where AMC Theatres and MoviePass were once testing a partnership that would have had subscribers pay a little extra for a subscription that included IMAX and 3D movies. There were even talks of an AMC exclusive card that wouldn't require users to check into a movie through the MoviePass app. Makes me wonder if the reason AMC Theatres is really upset about this is because they were getting their own subscription service together just with a more expensive price tag that couldn't compete with MoviePass's new price. Anyway, for the time being, MoviePass' biggest enemy is itself. Ever since they announced the new price point, their website has been bombarded with new users causing the site to work intermittently at times, and their customer support has been stagnant. I've been waiting for five days now for a response about ticket reimbursement when the app wouldn't allow me to check in due to high volume. Supposedly, they're working as quickly as they can to get issues resolved and keep up with new customers. So far, both their in-app customer support chat and customer service email system has not responded to my needs at all, and I've heard from several colleagues and friends who use the program that they're having same problems. Uh, okay, clearly, MoviePass is not prepared for this high volume of interest, which again is their fault. They should have known that dropping the price would have done this.
0: Open the fucking floodgates, dude, and we're ill prepared. Yep. So, MoviePass,
1: I want to get I a little can't, bit more into look, this.
0: How much it costs to go to one movie, even even if you do early bird, I think the cheapest you can spend on a, on an average ticket for an adult, it's now twelve bucks. It's like no, I mean like during, even during early bird, you're, I think the the cheapest you can get is like seven seventy five or eight dollars. So a pass where you uh, what is it you get you pay ten bucks a month and you have what is it unlimited you can go every day, yeah, pretty much. You can go every day, so you could you see one movie a day. So you could do thirty movies a month on average for ten dollars that's like insane that's like an insane price that, that's like why would you not take that deal that that you take that deal every fucking day of the week and twice on Sunday especially if you go to, if you only go to the movies fucking once a month you're still saving money technically a single movie ticket per day
1: for a flat subscription fee per month
0: so and us we go at least at least four times a month okay so that would cost you know just for one person that's like fucking $60. Or like, that's like 50 bucks, right? Four times 12, 48 $50. Bucks. Okay? So it's like $50 a month. But you do the pass, it's 10 bucks. Now, does that count for new releases? Does it count with, you know, the day before showings? Does it count for... What are you talking about? It's $10. Like, it doesn't matter what showing it is, whenever it is. It's $10 a month subscription fee. Yeah, and you pay nothing else over that. There's no extra cover charge or anything? It's $10. That's insane that I'm not, you know, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just, but in a way, maybe what if it is, if they're charging way too low? I mean, you know, I, that's a killer fucking deal, dude. Right. Correct. It would cost us $10 to go to the movies instead of it costing at least $50 a month to go to the movies each. That's like a no brainer. That's too good to be true. Like where's the, what's the catch? <laughs> you know what I mean? There's gotta be a catch. There is no catch. You know, I gotta fucking outbundy this shit. The short answer
1: is, it's not clear if the company actually does make money. AMC has complained about the 9.95 price point and called it unsustainable. MoviePass CEO Mitch Lowe told Variety that they simply don't understand the business model. We need to offset costs in Manhattan and LA by getting a lot of people in Kansas City, and Omaha, Omaha, and places where the average ticket price is five or six bucks to sign up. MoviePass settled on the 9.95 price point in an effort to rope in as many consumers as possible because the company is after something much more valuable
0: than your monthly fee. To be honest, if they charge twenty dollars a month, if they charge thirty dollars a month, it used to be fifty. I would pay thirty dollars a month for that for that fucking deal. If I can go to any showing anytime I want, once a day for a whole month, I would take that deal. I would pay that. Hell, I would probably even do thirty-five dollars a month.
1: I don't understand this one. In an interview with Wired, Helios and Matheson CEO Ted Farnsworth explained how MoviePass hopes to turn its user's base into a cash cow. If you get a trailer right now for Spider-Man on Facebook, Facebook can't tell you if you ever actually go to the movie. We can. We can tell you if you look at Spider-Man and look at Wonder Woman and Mission Impossible, we can tell you exactly what movie you went to out of all three trailers. Really? Farnsworth envisions Movie Studios using MoviePass's valuable data to do targeted marketing for their films. Once MoviePass has millions of subscribers, its ability to fill seats can make the difference between a hit movie or a flop. AMC's big worry about the new MoviePass model. When MoviePass still had a gym style membership and was flying under the radar with only 20,000 subscribers, it's been out since 2011. AMC Theatres tolerated the partnership, but when the subscription service announced its dirt-cheap rate on Tuesday, the theater chain spoke out. AMC believes that holding out to consumers that first-run movies can be watched in theaters at great quantities for a monthly price of 9.95 isn't doing Moviegoers any favors. In AMC's view, that price level is unsustainable and only sets up consumers for ultimate disappointment down the road if or when the product can no longer be fulfilled. Yeah. In short, the theater giant is worried that MoviePass will go bankrupt before it is able to turn a profit and that's when it's gone. Its subscribers will have developed an expectation that a visit to the theater should cost next to nothing. It should But no, because the movie theaters screw—the movie production companies or the studios screw the theaters, the theaters screw the little man. Yeah. So if you continually up your prices, nobody's going to be able to fucking afford to go to a movie. Yeah. So why don't you do the right thing and make a ticket six bucks— Yeah. —and then make your fucking popcorn and everything else a legitimately reasonable price. Just fucking Walmart it. Yeah. You have— AMC has three thousand theaters in the United States. That's a lot. You're telling me that the profit margins are so low on you know going to the movies that you have to fuck people over and continually raise prices. <laughs> it's getting to the point now where here it's twelve bucks to go to a movie.
0: Now it's twelve twenty. Yeah,
1: that's what I just said. Twelve yeah. bucks.
0: Now, yeah, but it, it just became twelve, and then it, they already hiked it up twelve. You know, twenty it, uh, cents. Are you, really? Gives a fuck about twenty cents. It's twelve bucks to go to a movie,
1: <makes noise> regardless, and popcorn and everything else. It, it still it costs the average person between twenty five and forty dollars to go to a movie, if you're going to buy popcorns and drinks and everything else. Yeah, why? Why would I mean? Look, you're not giving us value for a product. I go see a movie. It's two hours long, and I spend fifty bucks. I went. I went to see Metallica. Now, I spent a lot of money to go see Metallica. Yeah. But that's a once in a life. That's not once in a lifetime. Some people it's once in a every couple year thing that happens. So spending that money was worth it because the entertainment that I got out of it will live forever. Yeah. I got to take my nephew. I got to take my brother. (laughs) And we drove down to L. A. And we went and saw Friends. And we went to the fucking Rose Bowl. We took pictures. We had a fucking great time. We spent a grip of money. But we save
0: that money to do that on purpose, like every
1: red blooded American should do. Well, I don't, shouldn't have to fucking save money to go see something.
0: I know, like going to taking the families to uh, Disneyland,
1: right? But again, Disneyland is a destination, a
0: destination resort. Now,
1: so you—that's what it is. It's not you don't go there for ten minutes. You go there for the experience. You go there all day or all week. That's what Disneyland wants you to do. But regardless. Going to a movie is not a destination resort like Disneyland, or going to see Metallica in concert when they play Pasadena once. They play Pasadena once in the last 25 years.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. (coughs) Or any other band that you like.
0: Technically, dozens of movies come out every month.
1: Right. So, why the fuck should I have to spend almost $15 to see a two hour movie and then have to turn around in three to six months? And spend another $15 to own that movie. And then they're thinking about, well, we don't want you to own the movie. We just want to stream it so that way you don't have a digital product.
0: Yeah, and you only have it on one specific device and you can't have it on anything else.
1: Yeah, that just doesn't work. So you, it's like
0: movies that I bought, right? Like, for example, I got, I got, I wanted Deadpool before it came out on DVD. I want it really, really bad now. So I bought it. Um, and I it's on my DVR but guess what once that DVR even though I paid fifteen dollars for the fucking movie that DVR that recording goes with that DVR no matter where so if I get rid of my cable I don't get to keep the fucking movie they don't put it on a on a little sticky stick for me and then give me the fucking movie but you can I can you yeah because I thought you have to own it like with Google it's like with Google Play Music when you buy music from them it'll add it into your own. Um, It's in the cloud Playlist But it won't let you put it on Your own fucking Your actual phone memory All the songs that I purchased Okay That pisses me off You can I don't know how to do it Learn I looked it up But it still It made no sense to me Learn (laughs) It's a process You Mm -hmm. have to learn how to do it And do it
1: step by step Instead of just looking up something And going Oh I can't do this It's a step by step process Learn the process (laughs) But okay look Aside from that Okay $15 for a movie for two hours of entertainment That we may or may not enjoy
0: Yeah it's Bolshevik
1: Every week For a year Okay mm-hmm. So 52 movies At least 52 movies a year Yeah At $15 a pop mm-hmm. Okay I don't even want to do The fucking math on that <laughs> one It's it's more than $700 a year
2: Yeah
1: <laughs> And then We are pitched the movie That we can own as a product that it costs Anywhere between $10 Yeah all the way on up to $40, $50. Yeah. Depending on if you want to get the special edition, the extended director's cut, and then they just keep releasing and releasing and releasing, like Lord of the Rings or Star Wars or anything else like that. Yeah. The problem with this whole entire industry is that they have built, they have conditioned us. <laughs> they have conditioned us to accept that this is the way it is, and then they lie to us continually about the way things are. We're in actuality, it's more like AMC theaters and all the studios are in cahoots to make the most money that they can. Yeah. You know, and then what they do is they continually hand-banana us. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: rape. The wounds are
0: still too fresh.
1: Ball. Good. And rape. <laughs> That's what they should do. They should just put this big fucking hand-banana sign on in front of all theaters and say, tonight, you... <laughs> I'm just pointing and fucking devious grin. And and it's it's consistent. They're consistent with the way they screw us every single time. This is entertainment. Yeah. Okay? This is this is entertainment that happens weekly. I could sit home and, and pay what I pay per month for fucking DirecTV or Netflix or whatever else and watch just as many movies every week. And not have to worry about going out with the gas money with the fucking this and that and the other thing, right yeah. it, it It's getting to the point where I don't want to go see a movie anymore. It's becoming way too expensive. I don't get paid enough money to go see a movie. We're not, not making any money with the podcast or we're not making any money with a, with the a website. And that's a, that's the side thing. It's not that big of a deal. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bitch. The bitch is is that I work, and then I have bills. I do this as a side thing. And yeah, we would love to get paid for it, but right now it's just not happening.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, what, what ended up you know, happening is- w- They're pricing w- us right out of going to the movies. Yeah, what if we end up having to only do this for matinees, which fucks the whole schedule up?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it just, it just doesn't work. So something has got to give. And that thing that's going on that's giving is people are going to the movies less because you're not providing fucking value- for what people are receiving. Yeah. You keep jacking up the prices or turning everything into Studio Movie Grill where they can buy alcohol or, you know, something that, you know, um, Alamo, the Alamo company did, you know, Alamo Pictures or whatever it is, right? The mm-hmm. Alamo. <laughs> where they were serving alcohol and all this other stuff and everybody fucking jumped on that, that bandwagon. Yeah. And then Studio Movie Grill started fucking killing it. And then now AMC Theaters and Regency and everybody else is going to this Studio Movie Grill style, where they think that they can justify s- charging you twenty bucks for a ticket, Studio Movie Grill doesn't, what this other place does.
0: Studio Movie Grill used to be like two fifty cheaper per ticket. Yeah, they're like ten bucks still. And now they're you only save like a, I think a dollar. That's fine. It's kind of like with *Papa Murphy's*. When, you, when *Papa Murphy's* first came out, it started becoming popular. You saw the the, the, the value. No, of, I didn't, because Papa Murphy's fucking sucks. <laughs> it's terrible pizza, dude. Fine, fine. Put that put that aside. When Papa Murphy's first started becoming popular, you saw the value in your money when the pizza was like half the price of a cooked pizza. You're like, holy shit, I'm saving it. I'll just cook it at home. Boom, I'm done. Right. Well, now you order those same pizzas, and they're pretty much this. They're like a dollar cheaper, if that than a fully cooked pizza from the other places, from Pizza Hut or, you know, Straw Hat or whatever the fuck. It, there's no value in your money. That's what I'm trying to say. That's all you needed to say. Okay, I just had to give the example. Regardless if you think they suck or not. You and your fucking I've exposition. had shitty pizza, my friend. You want to know who has the shittiest fucking pizza? I will put them on blast. Papa Murphy's. Mountain Mike's. Nope. Dude, my ex-wife worked there and she would bring home food from there and it was bad. It was bad, low quality Everything. No, nope. it was fucking horrible. Nope, you're wrong. Papa Murphy's.
1: You probably just got sick and tired of eating fucking Mountain Mikes, like I got sick and tired of eating El Pollo Loco.
0: No, it was. It was certain things, I, anyway. But long, yeah, I, long
1: story short is value. That's what it comes down to. That's all it comes down to is value. You're not giving us value. You're turning your shit into the next hottest, greatest thing. Oh, what's going to happen in three years when nobody wants to go see fucking you know a movie at your theater because you're charging 20 bucks for a beer or 30 bucks for fucking wings it's $100 for dinner why do you think
0: why do you, you think in general why do you think that I don't go to sporting events anymore besides the fact that I don't really care anymore but I would still be more enticed to do it if you weren't going to charge me $25 to park but it again things like that that is a destination
1: event it happens it football doesn't happen every week 52 weeks a year. Football happens once a week it could be a ca- for 17, I, I, I 18, could be, 19 weeks.
0: I was actually speaking about basketball. Or it's basketball been, or baseball. 41 games a season at, at one stadium, at least, before playoffs. And right, but out. again, that's... You, you do not agree that events no. all events they charge more and more and more?
1: No, I, I, I mean, yes, I can agree that it's getting out of hand with the way that they're charging things, but...
0: It's like only corporations sporting, and rich people can buy fucking tickets anymore.
1: Yeah, sporting events and stuff like that I see as completely different than... Because not everybody buys them. Not everybody goes to them.
0: Dude, the segregation of the fucking classes is starting to show with sports. Okay? All the fucking rich motherfuckers are fucking, all in the lower decks. I don't fucking care. And the upper decks... Ooh, it's kind of like you know the old southern fucking courthouses. I don't care. Where you had to have the people of color all the Joe, way up the fucking top. stop. Symbolic. I don't
1: fucking care. And no, it's not symbolic. Because... A lot of people don't like sitting down front because they can see the action better on the field when they're sitting higher up in the the seats. Trust me on this one. That's why I did it. LA Kings for four seasons. It's not the point I'm trying to make. Sporting events are completely different than doing something that we do or, or something that's available every day, seven days a week, 365 days a year, okay? And for 18 hours. Sporting events are something that happens off-season, or during their sporting seasons, NHL, and NBA, baseball, football. All four of those sporting events right there cross each other at some point. So they still have to compete with each other for your ticket. Now, are ticket prices outrageous? In some cases, yes. But again, not everybody goes to a sporting event all the time. You don't do it, I don't do it, but when we do go, we go because... It's, it's a special event. Okay. Some people have personal licenses, personal seat licenses, or they, they bought their tickets, you know, early on and, and, and had saved that money for, you know, however, however many seasons, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah. <clears throat> That's the difference between sports and, and the everyday thing. People save their money for that shit on purpose. That's what they focus on, that's what they want to do for their relaxation. They could give a fuck less about, you know, driving a nice car or whatever. Some people save their money for a car. That but this is the the sporting stuff is people that specifically save their money just to go to these events, okay? That's why it's completely different. And I want to make that distinction because yes, it is completely outrageous for the pricing and I agree with Joe 100%. Hey,
0: it's like think of let me throw throw in the the, the term the good old days where say you had a kid who lives in, you know, somewhere near uh, Wrigley Field and But we're he, still can, on the sports things. He, and get, he gives a he, fuck about sports. It used to be he could get money from his fucking grandma every day and see a fucking game because it didn't cost that much. It
1: it's relative
0: and yes it did because tickets cost Twenty-five
1: cent ticket in nineteen twelve. No matter what costs, I fucking
0: say about it, this is yeah. You're right. We should move on because no matter what I say, you keep fucking shooting everything down.
1: I'm not shooting it down. A ticket, a ticket in nineteen twelve. Whatever the cost of a ticket in nineteen twelve, today's money is the same price. It's one hundred nineteen or one hundred twenty or one hundred fifty or two hundred dollars. You still had to work for it because that's that's what was going on. So the people that you see, if you watch old footage, the people that you see at these at these ballparks are people in business suits. Very rarely did you see kids. It was always people dressed up.
0: Everyone wore suits back then when, when they were going out. Again, <laughs> my point being you know they is go to church, they wear a fucking suit. It, it's, it's home. a
1: relative thing. It's still, but the pricing for No who gives a shit about the tickets again? The pricing for the food that's no, no, the I, shit that's gone fucking I, I, crazy. I'd
0: love to keep paying for your stadium for you, Mr. Jerry Jones. Yeah. Pay for your own fucking stadium. That's Oh, he puts a big giant TV screen in there and adds a couple extra seats. That's, that's how I've always viewed it. You're a billionaire.
1: Yeah. Stop sucking off the tit of the taxpayer. Or if you're going to suck off the tit of the taxpayer, then I should have to pay... Ten bucks to get into that fucking you know game that you're watching because it's my taxes that are paying for your stadium.
0: I don't think you should have to go into debt to support a team that you're into. Some people feel differently.
1: Regardless, we're not talking about sports. We're talking about movies, which is one tier or two tiers down. And and the studios see it the same exact way, which is let's bilk them for all the money that they're worth. Nickel and dime them the fucking death.
0: Yeah, look, if... if if you're charging me only ten dollars a month, I'm gonna be going to the movies more, and I'm gonna actually be probably be buying some concessions because of all the money I'm saving.
1: I won't because they're not gonna change the price of the concessions.
0: You know what I mean? I mean, in general, I'd be more likely to buy some popcorn. I'd be more hmm. likely because guess what? I'm saving so much money this way.
1: No, I'm not gonna. I'm I'm not going to spend one more fucking cent than I have to for whatever. And you can. They're just gonna start
0: charging ten bucks a carton for look i can i, I don't can do go to goddamn i, I walmart. say that then i go in there and i see the fucking four dollar box of of point eight ounces of fucking peanut m and i'm like i don't i don't care no i don't care how much money i'm saving i'm not going to spend that i can literally go
1: to walmart and buy an entire bin of that fucking candy that they have yeah. for 98 cents or yeah. it's it's a it's a less than a dollar it's the same it's it they call it the movie box yeah you can buy the same exact shit for like 50 cents and it's right in front of the self checkout. You can literally walk out with that entire tub, yeah, and 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 still save money by up. by not buying any of that shit at yeah. the at a movie theater for an entire. i would
0: bring it up every fucking time, dude. You bought that fucking box of peanut M and M's. You fucking open the box, and inside the box is is peanut M and M's in a fucking other container. In the bag. It was still the same amount of peanut m ms that you get <laughs> was, regardless. Yeah, but you were like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, it really pissed me off because- it That's like 75 a, cents at the fucking grocery store. Yeah, but they, <laughs> it
1: was a box of peanut M&Ms that had a fucking plastic wrap around it. Yeah. Like, I didn't need this. I don't need a plastic wrap.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're fucking the dolphins over.
1: So- <laughs> I just yeah, thought that was funny. Exactly. Was like, but they won't ban that plastic wrap, spend, but plastic bags are bad. They'll
0: spend all this extra money creating more and more boxes to make the product look like you're getting more than you're actually getting. When, it just ugh. Yeah, it's bullshit. I'm fucking
1: done with that. That's why I don't spend any more money than I have to at the movie theaters. Once in a while, I'll get a Coke. Yeah. But that's it. And you stop getting popcorn. Oh, yeah. And it's amazing.
0: Yeah, because I'd rather save my, 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 my points to... For, for shitty movies. Pay for a shitty movie, dude. I didn't pay for Transformers. I didn't What the fuck happened to my accent? I didn't pay for Transformers. You didn't pay for it. uh what else was There was another shitty movie. Was, I, I no, I paid for The Dark Tower, I think. You know, I don't even remember. No, you didn't. Well, I think The Dark Tower I knew it wasn't going to be that good cuz you know, I already heard the the shit talk before we saw it. But um anyway, I don't know. So Before we go too much farther, oh Raiders fucking choked! Of course, I remember. I I,
1: it's the preseason. I I always
0: celebrate too early. They had fucking they had like a minute and a half left, and they were up. They they were winning. It's and then they fucking throw an interception like a stupid deal.
1: Pre season, and
0: then so yeah, I know. But I'm gonna take a Raiders win wherever I can get it.
1: Who cares? It's the preseason. It doesn't mean shit. Everybody makes a big fucking deal out of preseason. Yeah, it means nothing.
0: Mr. fucking five Super Bowl. It has guys, nothing
1: but, to do with it.
0: Yeah, I know. It's, you know. If it ain't full-on grace, man, it ain't shit.
1: They've lost two games. Do you hear me bitching about it? They're still
0: perennial kickassers, man. It doesn't
1: matter. They lost two games in the preseason. It doesn't mean dick. i it's the preseason. They're, they're using A, B, C, and D plays. You, do you, do it's you realize fucking why
0: I'm arguing with you about this? is because it isn't really that big of a thing. But you're making a big thing. I made it a, I'm made making it a bigger thing because you had to make it a thing against my thing. It's the preseason. It's the preseason. It's it means pre-season. nothing. I still take a win wherever I can get one.
1: No, it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> All right, Mr. Patriot. It doesn't matter. It
1: doesn't. The preseason don't mean shit. It's
0: Like a moral win. It, it, there is no moral hey, win. Hey, it's like a moral win.
1: No, for you it's a moral win because your fucking team hasn't done shit in twenty years.
0: I just said that. I just fucking said that to you, Mister Fucking All Super Bowls. It means years. nothing to
1: you. It means nothing to anybody. Any real fan knows this is a preseason. It doesn't mean
0: anything. They still think a win is better than a fucking loss. No, they don't. Like, oh, cool, they won. Hey. hey. No, that's not what they think. <laughs> You have Jack Del Rio out there. He doesn't give a
1: shit about wins or losses in the preseason. He cares about the fact that well, the he's show got, the
0: effort of the second units. He's how got seventy-five they, you know how fucking players in?
1: to see who's going to make the fucking squad or you know, not, and whether they're playing good,
0: dude.
1: They don't give a shit about wins. It's
0: an exposition of them showing off who they can fucking who's who wants it the most. That's a, that's so, all it is. So you have your second and third strings all out there fucking. They should be busting their ass. So they do. Why wouldn't you want them to win? It because fucking, it's uh, not about
1: winning during the preseason. If they wanted to win during the preseason, they'd they put the their fucking first, guy, first string
0: guys in there. Yeah, I know. They'd have them played the whole game. Not, not a goddamn guy that they it's pulled off we- the sidewalk. I, I get it. It's to weed everybody out. But you still want your fucking team to win no matter what.
1: No, not always.
0: Do You don't think – hypothetically. There is no hypothetically. You, don't think will, like you say you have three quarterbacks on your team, right? You have first quarterback, of course, and you have second. Yes, I understand how okay. that works. You don't need exposition. <laughs> so. You don't think it would be badass if you had you know the the, the lead quarterback play the first quarter, then he's out and he kicks fucking ass doing it. Then the second string comes in, the backup quarterback comes in, and he fucking kicks ass again. And you're like, holy shit! Even the backup's fucking really good. And then the third guy, and you're like, what are you holy talking shit. about? Are you
1: talking about preseason or are you talking about regular games? I'm
0: saying that even though it's preseason, you're still fleshing out all the goods and the bads of your teams, right? So it would be, it's still fucking you can't, but awesome you... to root for them to kick. If they're kicking a lot of ass, that shows you a little sign. No, that, it doesn't mean anything. Oh, fuck. Even if someone gets injured, we could have some really good fucking people on this team.
1: Joe, it means nothing. Because if you put your first string in against whatever the fuck other team is putting their guys in, half the time they're not even putting their first string guys in. So you get your fucking A number one rated quarterback, whoever, Rogers, Breeze, Brady, Jay Cutler. I think you just like saying Jay Cutler. And, and they go in and they fucking light it up and throw four touchdowns in the first quarter mm-hmm. against a, a bunch of scrubs. It doesn't mean anything. All they're doing is looking at these guys and saying yes and no, yes and no, yes and no. And then they then they fucking at then they do their roster cut at seventy five. Then they do their roster cut at sixty. Then they do their roster cut to fifty three.
0: You being such the fucking football fan you are, you you just sound so dead about it. Like preseason's just I don't care. I have never
1: cared about preseason, dude. I've never I've never cared about preseason since. I mean, I love football. I have it on right now. We yeah. are literally watching the fucking games.
0: Yeah, because yeah, football is a great background. because
1: it's goddamn football. Yeah. But I don't care about the scores. What I care about is seeing who's going to make the team.
0: So you you don't even think that it's worth seeing what extra players could be shining?
1: Yeah, that's the whole point. That's why I enjoy watching preseason to see who's going to be good. I'll tell you, uh, Mitch Trubisky, this kid for for, for, uh, Chicago, Uh he's rookie quarterback. He came in for the first ring guy because the first ring guy was sucking. And immediately drove down 75 yards and scored a touchdown on a bootleg. First touchdown ever for him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: In the fourth quarter, he did the same exact thing. 75 yards, bootleg, touchdown. Threw it. Now, the Bears won that game, but that don't mean shit. Mm-hmm. It was a fact that Mitch Trubisky, who is going to be one of the next big guys, one of the next big quarterbacks of this league, I think, Yeah, just by showing. I mean, he went Dak Prescott on everybody and just went in there and fucking controlled the tempo of the team and blew it up. That's, that's what I look at. I could care less about Tom Brady. I could care less. I want to see how Jacoby Br- Brisket or whatever his name is, Jacoby Brisket. I want to see how he's doing. We all know how G- Jimmy Garoppolo is going to do. We all know how Tom Brady is going to do. They're going to come in. They're going to fucking just kill it all. Dominate. And But <laughs> I want to see how Jacoby's going to do because he only played a couple of games. That's the guy that they're going to look at. It's, even though he's third string, he's still on the team. He could still lose his job. So
0: you still though? Wouldn't that be awesome to see him kick ass on the field and then the Patriots win? The no, game? I, I could give a fuck less if the
1: team wins. I don't want to see him kick ass, but I give a fuck less if the team wins. Preseason means dick.
0: I'm I'm going to throw this out here. I'm going to throw out the hyper hypocritical card, the hypocritical card, and it is: if your fucking team went undefeated during the whole regular season and the playoffs, and won the fucking Super Bowl. If they also went undefeated in the preseason, I guarantee you that'd be fucking mentioned. No team has ever gone undefeated in the preseason. Undefeated. But, 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 but Patriots. No, I could
1: give a fuck less because the 49ers did it. The 49ers <laughs> but, went completely undefeated with the exception of losing one game, and they won all their preseason games, and they blew through the playoffs. Yeah. And that was like 88, 89 or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah, Nobody talks about that. They lost one game. They went 18-1. and one. Nobody ever talks about the fact that the 49ers have lost one game in one of their seasons. It's always other teams like the Giants or the Patriots hey, or whoever. Hey,
0: pre-Kaepernick, man. They had fucking all them undefeated Super Bowls.
1: But they went completely undefeated in the preseason. And that's when somebody said, the preseason don't mean dick. And I went, what do you mean? And they went, the preseason doesn't mean shit. It's just a showcase to see which players are going to make the team and yeah, which yeah, aren't.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't dispute that. I, I don't dispute and that. that it, and that's it, it's, that's
1: been that's been what I've been count. thinking about the whole I, thing. I know I, I, I know it doesn't officially count. I don't care about preseason scores. I don't care about anything. I want to see players play good. I, I you know, just, if they make great plays, then they make great plays.
0: I, I look my my team could be playing on a fucking dirt field in Zimbabwe, and it doesn't really count. But I still want them to win. Do you understand? I don't care. Doesn't matter what the fuck they're doing. I want them to win. Okay. Okay. Preseason, not preseason. I want my fucking team to win. Yeah. Well, then okay? you're wasting your time. Just win, baby. The fucking motto. It doesn't always work, but you see what I'm saying.
1: No. Okay. I don't care about the preseason. That's what I'm trying to say. I know. You I've fucking, been trying to, to tell you, you that been I don't for give a shit, shit give about a shit the fucking preseason. <laughs> hey. I think it's, it's just fun to watch. I, it allows me to watch other teams... And see how they're going to do and how all these fucking rookies are going to play. All right. And then watch them get
0: blown out. All right. Phone lines are open now. Uh, call 1 800 asshole. 1 800 asshole. Anyone wants to call in and uh, also remind Mike that it's preseason? Really? Preseason. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> just fucking. I'm just fucking. Relax. We should get phone lines, though. You should open the phone lines up. No. Why? You pay for it. <laughs> I know. Business phone lines are expensive, fucking assholes. We'll just get a bunch of. We we'll just burgers.
1: pay for a whole fucking new console and everything else that we have to put in here.
0: We'll get some fucking banners, banner phones.
1: You have no clue how fucking phone lines work in a radio uh, studio.
0: Fucking, you know what? Go fuck you. So, all right. So we, you you've what completely derailed
1: us in this whole fucking thing. I wanted to start it at thirty minutes, but no, <laughs> we couldn't start at thirty minutes. Now we got a fucking three hour podcast coming up.
0: No, we don't. Uh, really? No, because once you truncate it, it'll be two fifty. Yeah. Okay. Ain't happening. <laughs> No You got right. thirty minutes to make
1: your point with these movies.
0: Alright. You like that? You wanna see that? Yeah, I'll fucking fondle it, bitch.
1: Yeah, really? All right. You couldn't follow a fucking clock it was stable to your goddamn eyeballs.
0: Depends on what I'm doing. Alright. All right. All right. Um uh, all right, so before we get too lost again in our own egos, uh Logan Lucky. Logan Lucky. Um, fuck I don't have the synopsis after that. Oh the Logan brothers. Have a curse. (laughs) Dude, the 80s horror movie intro. uh, Right? No, not right. Come on. We could do it that way.
1: I don't know. I mean, you had all this time to fucking... All right, here we go. Here.
0: It's it's called a brain fought.
1: Why don't you use this?
0: It's called a brain fought. All right. Movie trailer guy voice. Ignite. West Virginia family man. Jimmy Logan teams up with his one-armed brother Clyde and Sister Melly to steal money from the Charlotte Motor Speedway in North Carolina. Jimmy also recruits demolition expert Joe Bang. Why are you getting louder? To help them break into the tracks underground, so it's like it's like with music, you build it up, and so stop it. Each verse, it gets up stronger and stronger, and then by the time you Joe, get to the third verse, it. I'm going it to fucking
1: stab you in the neck. You asked. No, I asked you a simple question. I don't need an exposition. I don't need a fucking theory.
0: <laughs> can, I, uh, can I finish?
1: No, what I mean? don't need a master's theory. When, when I ask a simple question, I just want a fucking answer. All
0: right, just let me finish. <laughs> <laughs> Christ. <laughs>
1: you were right here. Joe Bang.
0: Jimmy also- uh, Joe
1: Bang to help them break into the tracks stop, underground system. Stop,
0: stop, I got it. Jimmy also recruits demolition oh eggs for Joe Bang to help them break into the tracks underground system. I am going to fucking break you of
1: that. Why do you have to do that? I'm gonna. I'm, I want to ask you this simple question. Oh, he's got his hands. Why? Together. Why is it that you can't continue from the spot that you stopped? You have to go back and read the entire fucking sentence again.
0: Because uh, I, I, I've been conditioned. I want to, maybe I want you to explain <laughs> that
1: shit to me. We've been doing this for. I've been conditioned for like. a while, and every single time that I interrupt you, you yeah. can't start from the spot that you stopped at. You have to go back. <laughs> like the entire sentence to wherever the period is Dude, at the beginning
0: of the sentence i am i am average joe i am not exceptional joe <laughs> all right you just got to take it that it gotta, fucking kills me bro <laughs> it fucking kills me draw brang all right complications arise you already read it that makes up forces the crew to pull off the heist during a popular nascar race while also <laughs> also While also <laughs> Also. <laughs> the most difficult word ever. Ever. While also trying to dodge a relentless FBI agent. Uh, dodge. Played by Hillary Horseface. You really have to be that loud. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to get so hoarse.
2: All right.
0: So. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know if anyone knows this very much about Steven hey, Soderbergh. But by what? the way. Yes. I'm really kind of
1: annoyed with you right now. You always are. What? You didn't put any of the keywords in your posting for the movie.
0: What were the keywords supposed to be?
1: Coca-Cola 600. NASCAR. Oh, Charlotte Motor Speedway.
0: That is... (laughs) It kills me, bro. It kills me. I was thinking, I was like... I just... You know what? Seth MacFarlane's in it? Fucking that guy who played James Bond's in it? Hold on.
1: Hold on. What? When we were talking last week, I know, I know. I know. And you fucking wrote it
0: down. <laughs> hey, where are you at, baby? That's just that uh, nutables. <laughs> Nudables. <laughs> <laughs>
1: the chocolate, the the chocolate covered titties. Oh, I watched gosh. you write it down.
0: I don't know where the fuck it is. All right. Anyway, keywords. That's all. Key Largo. Whatever. Montego. That's my.
1: You know what? Out of everything, seriously, yeah. say anything. it is all. It, it is what it is. It's all good. All right. I'm just, I, it doesn't really annoy me. It's just like I was, I, I just realized that and I'm like, oh, I'm going to get disappointed.
2: Aww. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. All right.
0: This is one of those movies for me, for me, where I see the appeal. I see it looking good. I see the effort that's put into it, but for some reason, I don't fully get it the first time watching it. Okay?
1: Does that make sense? Logan Lucky, Steven Soder- Soderbergh's gravity-defying, ridiculously entertaining new film. Gravity-defying? What the fuck does that mean? A.O. Scott from the New York Times?
0: The, I don't know. The air tubes, maybe? Oh, that doesn't make any
1: sense. A bear in the woods? It's just somebody that wants <laughs> to put fucking large words... Into their review to make them look smarter. Yeah. I'm sorry.
0: So, uh, Soderbergh. Soderbergh. Um, Can I ask you a question?
1: Go ahead. Why didn't you like Ocean's Eleven or the Ocean's Trilogy? Because you had mentioned that in the movie review. Yeah. I. So let's start with that.
0: Oh, I also kind of – I didn't put like I, – I didn't put actually dislike. I put not memorable, forgettable, uh, or l- less than, you know, worthy. I. The Ocean's movies to me, they felt uh god, I've only seen them all each one time.
1: In comparison that I don't care for or even remember much of, Traffic, The Ocean's Trilogy, The Informant. Yeah. Which means that you didn't like them cuz you didn't care for them. I didn't yeah, But I want to know why. Why why didn't you like because this is very similar to that movie.
0: Oh, it it is. Um I think that the I think the Ocean's movie for one thing was too heavy-handed, it tried to do um, be bigger than it was. Um, I don't think that
1: the first one, the second one, or the third one.
0: I think with each movie got progressively worse. Like it got more apparent with each film. Like by the time you got to the final movie, it was like desperate.
1: Yeah, I wasn't. I'm not. I liked eleven, but twelve and thirteen wasn't a big. It fan felt
0: either. like they were just banking on on this concept. It was like, oh well, the first two made a shit on Brad
1: me. Pitt and George Clooney.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and Matt Damon. Right? Matt Damon. And, and, you know, pre-death Bernie Mac. I, I just, I don't know. The movies just. Not memorable to me. I, I don't I don't purposely go out of my way to knock them because, look, Steven Soderbergh could, you know, he could make turds appealing to a point. But still, I don't, they're not movies that I hate. I just don't care about them. Does that make sense? They're middle ground movies to me. Like, I remember something from part two that was like a really cool idea where Julia Roberts actually played herself. Right. And it was a cool idea. It was funny. I can't remember if that was in the second or third movie. I think it was on the second one because she didn't show up for the, th- for the third. She's like, fuck this shit, I'm out. But... I, I just, those movies to me weren't that memorable. Do you find this offensive?
1: You're going to fart. It's a less let's <laughs> rob the racetrack heist comedy that's set in that all-American place that even rednecks would have no problem calling redneck country.
0: I did read that earlier. Um,
1: I have a problem with that because it sounds condescending. Uh-huh. Like when I'm talking to you sometimes.
0: I think it's funny because I think rednecks are like the last bastion of, of, um, America? agreeable racism. From like most parties involved, like everyone can make fun of a redneck, you know it's it's not taboo, it's not it's not mean, it's not. I know, but it basically, it's that, like because but, you can get away with it, you can do it. So, but,
1: but basically, that just that guy just called fifty percent of America a bunch of fucking rednecks because they like NASCAR.
0: Pretty much, if you have the, I I wrote this in the review in, in a certain way where. You know just because you have that fucking accent doesn't mean that you're stupid you're inherently stupid right you know it doesn't work that way right it, you know
1: no it's just to me that feels condescending I could see that I could see that um like it's, it's okay look it's okay to say redneck or whatever you know
0: like like think of it like this in my opinion uh Channing Tatum's character not a redneck um the the Bang Brothers they're fucking red totally necks. yeah especially the two that are out not 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 joe bang right right joe bang is like the fucking the the alpha the <laughs> the he's like the alpha bang <laughs> that's a good name alpha bang right i'm gonna cover that own band uh <laughs> <laughs> great band names alpha bang alpha bang and now you want the best you got the best. Copyright, August 23rd, 2017. William Joseph Spiegel. Alpha Bang. <laughs> Alpha Bang. Alpha Bang. <laughs> <laughs> that could be a good radio station on the uh, Sirius XM as well. Alpha Bang. Welcome back to Alpha Bang. Alpha Bang movie reviews. Bang, bang. <laughs> I'd have John Witherspoon come on. <laughs> bang, bang, bang. I've got to coordinate. All right. Anyways. Logan look Fuck the fuck the critics man The critics like this movie This movie's got a 93% Approval rating On Rotten Tomatoes Okay Everyone loves this movie It's like It's like the Baby Driver uh, IMDB you know. is giving us 7.5 Google users 75% Look I think that overall uh, Baby Driver is, a, is an overall Better movie than this Yes But This movie is still I can tell I can tell this is one of those movies That every time I watch it I'm going to like it A little bit more Kind of thing Just like When I saw Napoleon Dynamite Or even Nacho Libre um, it's one of those movies that the first time doesn't really hit you. It hit you a little bit here and there. That's kind of like this for me. Even though the whole thing, Steven Soderbergh has been making movies for so long, he's you know over thirty years that he has a style of filmmaking that always looks good no matter what he's doing. He could be a movie that I don't really care for. Like say, Contagion was decent, but I don't really remember much about. it. I just remember that Gwyneth Paltrow played a whore, a cheating ass whore wife to Matt Damon. Pissed me off. Other than that, I don't remember anything else about the movie. I'm gonna make a confession. Oh, what? I didn't like. Napoleon Dynamite and I don't like Nacho Libre I know yeah, dude that, that's the line okay I'll give you an example also I, I, there are
1: some funny moments I just don't care for them
0: I like Jared Hess I like his style and so I, I I also watched Gentleman Broncos and I even did a you know Pick of the Week review I bought it on Blu-ray I've watched that movie three times now and it's fucking hilarious yeah, I don't care for the lead actor but other than that Jermaine Clement and everything's fucking hilarious that movie gets funnier every time I watch it Good. then I bought the fourth one
1: let me ask you a question. What? Why are we doing this?
0: Because it's just a rant. Okay. <laughs> but then I think it ran its course with the Jared Hess thing. Because then I got um, the fourth movie, it stars Sam Rockwell, but it's called Don Verdine and he plays an archaeologist for biblical artifacts. But he makes it all up. He lies. But people have faith and blah blah blah. And mm-hmm. anyway, the movie in concept looks fucking funny, but it doesn't work. It's just it's like you don't laugh the entire film until J- Jermaine Clement shows up again. And he plays, you know, um, an Israeli. David Bowie. <laughs> David Bowie. Right? And that ran its course. So I, D- Don Verdeen not a movie I ever want to see again. I know I'm not going to get any better with it each time I I see it. All right? Those are the ones that I'm talking about, though, that 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 multiple viewing. Just like with Office Space. Office Space, you watch it multiple times. It gets funnier and funnier every time. Big Lebowski. Anyway, that's what I can see with this movie, with uh, Logan Lucky, is that – if I if I went and watched it again, I guarantee I'm going to find more funny with it the second time. And so on and so forth.
1: I didn't really find anything troubling or problematic with this movie. Uh-huh. You know, I mean, the fucking you know, Daniel Craig. I'm going to get naked in the back of your car. No peeking. <laughs> no peeking. No peeking. No
0: peeking. <laughs> I said no peeking. Yeah. Daniel Craig was fucking great in this he movie. Was. And he was. And they made him look like he was going to be crazy the whole film, but he wasn't. He he was wacky when he needed to be wacky. He wasn't even wacky. It was just that was his character. Yeah, it was more personality quirk than anything, right? Right. And, yeah, that, and that movie knows how to, it's it's restrained. The movie knows how to restrain itself very well. Okay. Yes, with the characters. Sure. Like they could like even with the Bang Brothers, they could have been way more rednecky. You know what I mean? Like fucking straw hanging out the mouth, fucking spittooning, over the top rednecky, right? And they weren't. Mm-hmm. They they did just enough to. Fucking be funny and not not too overly stereotypical, neckish. All right. So, what I liked about the movie, I like the characters more than anything. The characters are what drives the entire film. Even small little roles, of people that pop in, even for just a few seconds, mm-hmm. they they all just add this character to the film. The daughter, you know,
1: Melly. Um. Oh no, the daughter, no. daughter, uh, Channing Tatum's daughter.
0: Yeah, the daughter Sadie right daughter say even she 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 adds something to the movie you know and and it just he was channing tatum fucking good actor okay i know most people don't don't a lot of people don't think he's that great of an actor we'll give him something decent he can act with and then he can do it and in this movie he played pretty much the straight guy for the whole movie and he was good he was really good and uh adam driver same thing um his, well not the same thing his, his was different his was like more of a, a character actor type of character, right? Where, you know, you think that the way that how slow Driver's character talks, Clyde, that he's he's got something going on, but but he doesn't. He's just doesn't feel he that's just his personality, pretty much, right? Like he just doesn't have to spit everything out as quickly as everyone else out. Instead, he's just I don't know. He's always thinking. He's always like a little paranoid about what's going on with him, and. Uh, their conversations between themselves, uh, between Tatum and uh, and Driver, is really funny. I I, I love it because they're both completely different in their delivery, the way they talk to each other, which works with, for, for me, really good. I have more actors, but you know, I, you know, you wanna, you want to chime in on my, on your actors.
1: I don't know if I say anything, you may run, railroad me. Choo choo. <laughs> um, I gotta refill my coal. <coughs> I have a theory. What if this whole thing was a setup for the beginning? Think about it. So, S- Seth McFarlane's character comes in. Yeah. That's the only problem I have with this movie, by the way, is Seth MacFarlane's character.
2: Mac
0: Chilblain.
1: Yeah, I'm not really... I wasn't big on his character. And it's not Seth MacFarlane's fault. Yeah. It's the character. I don't care for the character.
0: He was the uh, the fucking guy from... He was the Sasha Baron Cohen character, pretty much from, from uh, Talladega Nights. No. He's just the asshole.
1: No, no, no. He was...
0: I spewed my macchiato.
1: Yeah, see, the Sasha Baron Cohen character from Talladega Nights was instrumental to the plot. Oh, as silly and fruity as that plot was, I mean, it was just a funny movie. Yeah, this felt like an add-on. Okay. Anyways,
0: they threw like, oh, hey, we just throw in McFarlane at the last second. Is that, is that what you're saying?
1: Kind of. Yeah, kind of. It just, I mean, it feels like. <laughs> It feels like they were forcing him to try to be funny yeah. when they didn't need to. But, but that's not my point. My point is this. Seth MacFarlane comes into the, the, the bar, bar where Adam Driver works. Yeah. And who shows up after? Um, Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum wasn't there.
0: Yeah, that's right. He came out of the bathroom, I think.
1: But he was waiting for him. Okay. So the film theory is this. He was already going to rob the Charlotte Motor Speedway. Uh-huh. He just needed a patsy. Okay. He needed someone to focus his hate on that whole thing. And he finds Seth MacFarlane's character is a complete cunt. Yeah. And that's when Adam Driver turns away Mm -hmm. when the fight starts and he goes outside to start the fire. Yeah, mosquito.
0: Or I'm sorry, cauliflower. 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 (laughs) Cauliflower.
1: So cauliflower wasn't what they said it was. Cauliflower was completely different in my opinion. Okay. And I'll get there in a minute. So, the whole thing was a trap because they had already planned to do this. He talks to Adam Driver before this whole thing starts. Uh-huh. Okay. This is called like the prequel. And he says, or the after credits of Wild Things. I'm going to rob the Charlotte 600 Motor Speedway, but really what I want to do is rob this fucking jerk off. Yeah. Because he's a jerk off. And they know he's a jerk off because he comes in all the time and he treats everybody like shit, right? Yeah. yeah. This And Seth MacFarlane's character is an energy drink mogul. I know you, right? Yeah. Then they set fire to his car on purpose. Yeah. So that he can't get away. But they are able to get shit out of the car, maybe a license plate or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, stuff that makes them want to dislike this guy. Okay. You know, because he's rich and he's just throwing his, he's, he's rich and he treats everybody like shit because he's rich. You yeah. know, he thinks that he can treat everybody like that. Yeah. All right, so now they've got a plan, but the whole plan is contingent upon the Seth MacFarlane guy or the character yeah. showing up at this bar at this time, right? And they manipulate it to where he does. Yeah. Okay. This is all prior, prior to the movie taking place.
2: Uh-huh.
1: <clears throat> so you know, at some point, because Jimmy, which is Channing Tatum's character had already known he was going to get fired because at some point it, the the whole thing was going to end. Yeah. The whole the whole reconstruction was going to end at the Charlotte Motor Speedway.
2: Single
0: repair, yeah.
1: <laughs> and it was just a matter of time. So he had to have a contingency plan in place anyways, right? And he's not a stupid man. So, he had already and it and it's evident that he had already put all this plan together because when he's talking to his brother about really doing the plan, and that's what cauliflower means. Cauliflower is we're instituting the plan to rob the Charlotte Motor Speedway because of this dick. Okay. And really what we're trying to do is just take the money from him, right? Well, or, or try, to, try to take money. We're going to rob this guy. Okay. But it ended up they're going to rob the Charlotte Motor Speedway because it's going to be easier to do it that way. uh uh-huh. <clears throat> And it's going to be all cash. So he had already built the models. Right, so while you're watching it, he already has a fucking full blown 3D model created out of cardboard and whatever else. Uh-huh. He knows exactly how they're going to transfer the money. He knows exactly how to get to the money. He knows exactly what's going on and how the guards change and when, when, and where it's going to happen. So
0: he, re- you're saying <clears> that he he instituted all this shit because uh, sooner than he was going to because of the fact that he got fired and it came out of nowhere. Right, and then,
1: and then. As he's telling these two guys what's going on, and yeah. then he moves it up a week, right, to yeah. the Charlotte Motor Speedway, he had already planned that anyways. That was the whole the whole thing was not stealing from, you know, the little pageantry thing that they were going to have. Yeah. The whole thing was to steal from the Charlotte Motor Speedway and get as much fucking money as they possibly can, and I believe that the guy that was in charge of of... The finances, or whatever you want to call them, yeah. The guy at the end, where Hillary Swank is questioning the sh- the the dude at the the the, the that runs whatever the at financial, the, yeah. the financial transactions, if you want to call it that, yeah. At the end, when he's telling them that no harm, no foul, yeah. Right. Well, what if he was in on it?
0: Yeah, I mean, because look. You know, he, they do an insurance report, right? Right. Oh, only half the money came back.
1: Right. But you can see, the other thing is, is that you can predict how much money you're going to make based off of the the, the years and, how, and what the attendance was. Uh-huh. So going back and saying like, the, this is what we made for the last five years, uh-huh. so we should technically be making this amount plus. Yeah. Right. So let's just say for the last five years, they made $10 billion. Okay. That's yeah. $2 billion a year. Well, we should technically have made $2 billion. Our credit receipts show that if people had continued buying the way they were buying, we were going to make this amount of money. That's yeah. what forensics accounting is. So they could they could justify that. But what if this dude was in on it? What if this dude already knew what was going on, yeah. and he was their inside guy?
0: What if there's like a deleted scene where that guy's just having an outside conversation with Channing Tatum?
1: Yeah. What if? Yeah. Or not Channing Tatum, but his sister, Melly, uh uh-huh. Right?
0: Well, like she comes to bring him lunch or something? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Something simple.
0: Hey, is that your sister?
1: Yeah. Or they knew him. You know, they, everybody grew up there, so everybody knows each other. Yeah. So the, my, my whole theory is based off of a deleted scene and a prequel.
0: Without adding a bunch of extra people into it.
1: Right. You know, it's, it's Channing Tatum going, this is how we're going to do it, and I know these people. Yeah. And these three people are going to help me do it, and then now we just need to get Joe Bang because he knows how to do things, yeah, you know, and, and my favorite part of the whole movie was when they're when they're in the where the boom tubes are or the yeah. tubes are, yeah, and he puts it in there <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then it finally comes back out and he opens and he slowly opens it you and everybody's <laughs> waiting for the fucking explosion to yeah. go off right yeah he slowly opens it and he looks down inside and he goes, oh, that's the problem." <laughs> And he pulls the bag out and he goes, it was one too many twists. Yeah. And he untwists it and then puts it back in and then boom, right? Yeah. That was fucking hilarious. It was. You know, the way that Daniel Craig (laughs) in this movie really set himself apart was so fucking good. You know, it was, you, you didn't think after a while, you're like, Oh fucking James Bond in the movie and this and that, you know, the other thing you're like, then all of a sudden you just start, stop thinking about that oh, being t- James totally,
0: Bond. totally dude. I, him in the car like, is like, is this yours? <laughs> you yeah. <know>? No peeking. <laughs> all that shit. It was,
1: you know, um, everybody that was in the movie was great.
0: I love the, the, the fucking, all, all the little things, all the little quirks of the movie, the, the game of Thrones, uh, negotiation on the books. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That hasn't happened yet. <laughs>
1: that was fucking hilarious. We know that's a bunch of bullshit. Because yeah. no. we were, we was told. Yeah. Books seven and eight aren't out. Yeah. You know, and all I can think of is that, the dude that ran the, the, uh, the jail. Yeah, the Dwight, Dwight Yokin. That's Dwight, Dwight Yolkin? Yolkin? Yeah. He looked like Clint Howard. He's, yeah, he's, we don't have fires at the prison.
0: Dude, it's been 21 years since Slingblade. Yeah. You know, where he was the asshole fucking stepdad. Um, but yeah, um, I like this movie. I like this movie a lot. Yeah, and, and see, thinking back on it, it's like fuck. And I enjoy it more when I was watching it? it. I think, like I said, I think it's one of those movies that if I watch it more than once, I'm going to like it more and more each time. Right. You and
1: know? and that's the thing is when it, when it comes right down to doing to to doing
0: this, it's we're basing this off of one yeah. viewing. Oh yeah, this and, is always first impressions. And.
1: My recall is a little bit better than Joe's.
0: Oh fuck yeah, it is. Hey, you you have you've been conditioned to remember movies better than I have. I have been conditioned. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: It's complacency. No, it just it doesn't make me any better. It just is what I'm it is, just right? a condescending prick when it comes down <laughs> right down to it. But the movie's fun. Joe Joe remembers movies long term. Yeah. And, and quotes and stuff like that I can give fuck less about quotes I can't mm-hmm. I can never I can always remember the movie
0: uh-huh.
1: I can never remember quotes People will be quoting shit Movies to me and shit i would be like What fucking movie is that from?
0: <laughs> Diplomatic immunity That one I know Is fucking lethal weapon Just been revoked <laughs> They've been decaffeinated Yeah <laughs> Diplomatic immunity <laughs> Just get out of here That's Kaffa lover,
1: yeah, that's that's the one fucking impression I know that I've got down.
0: <laughs> Kaffa lover mm-hmm. so it's a real shitty accent, real shitty, so <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, what is your rating for the movie?
0: um this is what's funny the whole time since we saw it, six point five really right, and then as right as I'm writing the review and i'm 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 thinking back on the movie, I'm like how fuck six point five just sounds so weak, so weak, so weak you know, this movie's better than a 6.5. It's it, This movie's at least a 7. So when I first did the review, I made it a 7. And then I, 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 I walked away from it, and I came back, and I finished editing it, and then I posted it. And right before I was done editing it, I went back down and went to 6.5 because that's my first impression of the movie. And yeah, You always go with your first impression. Yeah, exactly. Regardless of whether you think you're wrong or not, go with your first impression. Yeah, for some reason I felt like I was going to be mean to the movie <laughs> by you know if I didn't give it a 7 but you know what that's my first impression but look how how many movies do I see that are just a little better than average that I don't ever want to see again all of them a lot there's <laughs> a lot of them this is one of those movies that I wouldn't mind seeing again yeah I want to watch this again
1: especially if it comes on HBO and or like,
0: like I, I said I guarantee you I'm going to like it more the second time than, than I did the first time
1: so I'm giving it a tick below what I gave Baby Driver Baby Driver I
0: think Baby Driver gave an eight, five or a 9 yeah it's
1: it's about an 8 for me okay I'm I'm along I'm along the road With Metacritic be- and, I, and I'll tell you why It's just three things Yeah It's It's Adam Driver Uh huh Oh yeah good Because he was fucking great In the movie oh, awesome. Although his arm was What bugged me about it Is that one arm Was bigger than the other Because of the Fucking prosthetic That he was <laughs> yeah, wearing Yeah because he's
0: not Because the only time You see you have it Is where he has The green screen arm Right Right he's not, But otherwise Yeah he's gonna, it's going to Be extended Because his real arm's going to be in there Right But yeah.
1: w- w- his His left arm Was like thicker Than, than the right arm uh-huh. It was kind of weird Yeah Channing Tatum, above and beyond, but... Um, Craig.
0: Craig. <laughs> Riley
1: Keogh. Yes. Was fucking phenomenal in this movie.
0: I did not know until I did research on this movie that she is the granddaughter of Elvis Presley. I, I didn't know yeah, that. she's She she's, is
1: Lisa Marie Presley's granddaughter. Have you seen what Lisa Marie Presley looks like?
0: Not now, but I always thought she was hot as fuck.
1: She, Yeah, she was always hot as fuck.
0: I, I haven't seen her, you know, in the last like, not Not decade. Lisa Marie, it's... Uh, Lisa Marie Presley, uh, yeah, but... Riley Keough though is yeah she's she's hot too.
1: It's her mom, not not Lisa. It's the other one, Uh, uh Priscilla.
0: Oh Priscilla, I haven't seen Priscilla. Even though I just watched uh, Naked Gun with my son the first time.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, j- I just watched that too. <laughs> so like it's like Nice Beaver. Yeah. Thanks. I just had a. Oh uh, yeah, I
0: can bet she's probably had a lot of plastic surgery. Yeah, she she's. Oh yeah, she's got getting the cat face. Yeah. Cat cat botox face, dude. Yeah, it's getting see Ooh. right there. Yeah, it's time to hang it up, honey. <laughs> she's seventy-one. She's got the McDonald's chin now, dude. The fucking late night fucking moon man face.
1: Yeah, but she's she's seventy-one years old.
0: Yeah, well, there's still a lady in there somewhere. You just have to get through all the plastic, dude.
1: I can get over <laughs> the fact that she. I can get over the fact that she looks like that at seventy-one, mm-hmm. because regardless, yeah, she, she looks fucking hot for seventy-one.
0: You just want to go where Elvis was. Not really. Oh yeah, baby
1: I wouldn't mind doing fucking. Pers- I wouldn't mind doing Lisa Marie though. Look,
0: like, I'm not. I'm not gay or anything like that. But if I ever had to fuck a guy, it would be Elvis. Sure. <laughs> what movie is that from? I don't know. Seriously, I don't know, dude. Fucking Christian. Uh, American Psycho. No, I can't believe I almost said. Um, no, no. Um.
1: Come on, bro. Look at that.
0: Holy fucking shit. Um.
2: Dear Lisa Cuffs, Marie.
0: Heather's. Jack Nicholson. Young. Christian Slater. Christian Slater. Why the fuck can I think of? Anyway, so Christian Slater. Come on, bro. <laughs> I know, dude. When she was in the videos with Michael Jackson, twenty fucking years ago, I was like, God, she's so fucking hot. She's
1: still fucking hot, bro. Oh yeah, I like saying bro now. I, I just bro it up. She's rat, bro. It up. Right. Check it out, hey, bro. Mm, God damn. <laughs> she's forty nine.
0: Anyway, Christian Slater said that at the beginning of True Romance. <gasps> Amazing. He said, one guy, I'd fuck, it'd be Elvis. I'd fuck Elvis okay (laughs) all right anyways okay so yeah i give the movie 6.5 that's first impression i let like i I can tell i give it an eight and you can suck it yeah there we go all right um and oh you know what we didn't touch on this but i will say this my problems with the movie are the plot was a little convenient for certain things to happen with it with you know how lucky they were with certain shit um like with the cops on the highway and all that stuff yeah, it's way
1: too convenient.
0: Yeah, it was like way too many things had to fall into place for it to work, right? But what kind of bugged me also was that Catherine Waterston's character.
1: She was in on it from the beginning.
0: Is that what you think? Or? Oh yeah. Okay. Uh,
1: that's what. That's what made me think of the whole, the whole theory. Okay. When she walks by him and says, "That's a hell of a," that you know the
0: hell of a cut or whatever. Yeah. Right
1: you know, black eye or whatever she says to yeah. him. She knew that was going on. Okay. She she they were dating at that point in time. Okay. So that's an alibi. Uh Uh-huh. So he goes and sees her. She gives him a shot. Yeah. Right. And then she stitches him up. Well, they're already dating, but they make it look like they're not, as a like I said, as a sort of an alibi. Uh huh. So that when when the shit goes down, because she's going out of town. Yeah. Right.
0: You. I, I see what you're saying, but it's like, I, I wonder if you're giving too much credit. No, to because at the, the movie, intelligence. at the end
1: of the movie, at the end of the movie, she walks up to him and gives him a kiss. Yeah. This has only been a couple of days. She's been out of town.
0: Yeah. Yeah. During the whole thing. And it's like five months later. Yeah. Whatever. And
1: yeah. he already mentioned that he had a girlfriend. Did he?
0: I believe so. Hmm. Well, I, I don't know. Look, if you add that, if that was true, then I, I could see it working. But otherwise, her character just being in the movie though, it just felt really weird. Her just being out of nowhere, it seemed like her character was a validation for him at the end of the movie when he gave her all that money in the envelope, like to show that he's not just a, a thief, you know, kind of thing.
1: Right, but that's not what it was.
0: All right, I mean, look, if if that works with that, then I, I could see that, but I'm, I'll,
1: because she because the person that walks in, yeah, you know, that, that whole that whole discussion of of them. In high school, yeah, yeah, and you wouldn't remember me because you played football and all this other stuff. Yeah. And He goes, "I kissed you, didn't I kiss you?"
0: You know, she thought you think he was being facetious. Yeah, okay. I, uh, you and know she's what? Like, get out of here. This is one crazy. of those movies that I'm probably gonna end up buying. Like, this movie and Baby Driver should come out in a two pack, a Tupac, Tupac, and fucking be together like, like summer fucking driver movies. You know,
1: right? And and that's and that's the thing about this this whole movie is that. <clears throat> okay. So Catherine Watterson knew mm-hmm. she she leaves as an alibi yeah. because she knows that if he gets fucking busted and goes to jail, she she's gotta be out of the picture. Yeah. As no no witnesses, no nothing, yeah. right? And that's why he fucking disappears at the end of the movie and moves to Virginia. Yeah. Right? To be closer to his Lin- family. Lynchburg. And and he's not really there. Yeah. He's you know, he he works at Lowe's. You know, until he can fucking he can come back and and yeah, start spending the money,
0: living the straight life. Yeah, yeah. Kind of so, like in uh, again,
1: that's all alibi stuff set yeah. up. You it, know,
0: just like the plot of a simple plan.
1: And 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 the whole thing rests on the fact that his phone got disconnected.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. And then he knew when it would be turned back on or when it got turned off that they were done monitoring him and shit. And yeah, it was okay. All right, so there we go. This movie's like. Uh, See, it's like more intelligent than I can get in the first fucking viewing. huh? Mm-hmm. All right, so Uh uh-huh. even though Hillary Swank shows up at the end. Yeah, she's you know, whatever. <laughs> all all horse facey coming in my bar. I'm kidding, I actually think Hillary Swank is attractive. Uh-huh. But I don't think that uh Mrs. Broderick is not, not with age now. Not uh-huh. since not since striking distance. Uh-huh. All right. So flick of the week. Mine is the uh, the highly anticipated 2017 Netflix original, The Defenders. Um, it is eight episodes long, and of course, it is the culmination of characters: Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, and Mister S- um, Fucking Iron Fist. All right,
1: that 70s mm-hmm. Show guy, but not.
0: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so it's the culmination of those four characters coming together and being the the Hell's Kitchen fucking Avengers pretty much, right? Um, they, they don't get bigger than the, pretty much the area there. Even though the fucking the villain that they're dealing with in this fucking series is worldwide, right? They're supposed to be like this whole worldwide powerful entity, right? But yet no one else is fucking dealing with them. Whatever. I'll put that to the side. The Defenders is not worth the wait. To me, it is eight episodes of of an Iron Fist version of Arrow. you got all these four interesting characters together, except for look, Iron Fist is not that fucking interesting, and, and the first season's not that good. It just feels like a cheap ripoff of Daredevil season one. Uh,
1: hold okay. on a second. Hold on, hold on. What? Hold on, what? Hold on, what? what? Going back to what? Logan Lucky real quick. Oh, Sources have speculated that Rebecca Blunt is actually a pseudonym for Soderbergh's either wife. Soderbergh's wife, Jules Asner, mm-hmm. who is not smart enough to write a fucking movie like this Okay, for comedian John Henson or for yeah. Soderbergh himself.
0: Yeah, Soderbergh has done aliases. He does them all the time for cin- cinematography and for editing.
1: But I don't believe that John Henson or Jules Asner are smart enough to write a movie like
0: well, this. Well, that's why it's rumored. Rumors don't always pan out.
1: All right. So, okay. I'm sorry.
0: It was rumored that Hillary Clinton was going to win the presidency. Iron Iron so. Fist. So yeah, this movie, this series, this eight-episode series, which should should have been badass, okay? It's not. It is the main villain of the whole thing is the hand, which we've already fucking dealt with with Daredevil, all right? For the most part, all right. Well, the, the hand,
1: the hand runs through
0: all, all the whole. Yeah, yeah. They got their hand, fingers and everything, right? Well, yeah, but it's so the only difference with the hand in this. Compared to how they've already been introduced in Daredevil and and Iron Fist, is now you get to see all five fingers of the hand. Okay, you you get to see more than just the Chinese lady. You get to see the Japanese guy, the fucking African guy, literally the African guy, and uh, the American one played by Sigourney Weaver. Okay, Uh it's you get to see all five fingers of the hand, and that's it. There's nothing else added to it. And I'm not going to give it away, but there's only one unexpected thing that happens <laughs> near the end of the, of the season of the series or season of whatever you want to call it that threw me off. But other than that, there was nothing surprising with this. I didn't get the fucking, you know, the excitement like I got when I was watching season two of Daredevil and fucking uh, and, uh, you know, Frank. Frank Castle shows up, you know, uh-huh. or Punisher shows up. There was nothing. Every time that, um, you know, Daredevil ended up running into uh, Jessica Jones or, or, you know, Jessica Jones and, and, and Luke Cage are now working together again or or Iron Fist is, or all their side characters, you know, everyone that's got their own little side characters, they all meet up together, you know. It didn't give me any of the feels, man. It didn't do shit. It was, like I said, this all boils down to just being a fucking, an Arrow Type all the fights. The fights felt like it. There was no 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 fucking nothing cool. It just felt all choreographed, you know. There was it felt like there was no danger when I was watching it, Um and the way the storytelling is done, it just feels like that every character, every main character of this, is just it's just showing the prologue of their fi- the the previous season before they get to this. Right, that's it. So every time you see Luke Cage, it's just the, the after, you know, after effects of him going back to jail at the end of, of his first season and, and, and Jessica Jones, what she's been doing in the meanwhile. And it doesn't, it's like all it did was catch me up. Thanks, I've been caught up, but nothing else. There's nothing, it was fucking boring. I could literally just start, it's one of those shows where you could just do a bunch of other shit while you're watching it and then you don't even remember if you watched it or if you even gave a shit while you were watching it. The Defenders fucking sucks. <laughs> Alright That's the bottom line with it It fucking sucks um, I've seen worse of course But that it's not good enough You, you built up the fucking hype With this shit Netflix Alright And you're not delivering I don't even understand How this is getting A 78% approval rating On Rotten Tomatoes
1: Because everybody wants To give it a se- Because
0: Marvel I, I guess Well guess what Marvel can sometimes Drop the ball as well And The Defenders feels It feels thrown together It feels rushed It feels phoned in you know, like you like to use with uh, the Dark Knight Rises. Yes. <clears throat> it doesn't feel like the effort was put into it at all. You know, if, dude, this is, this is just the, this is the iron fist of the fucking uh, series to me. Right. So I, I, look, should you see it? Yeah. It's only eight, it's only eight episodes, but still, it, no hypes. I no, no, no expectations. You know, sure, everyone that was been in the series has shown up except for, um, Except for uh, the Punisher, but Elektra, she a, becomes a, a, an important character again, and it's the same shit again. It's just the fucking the battle between do I love you more or do I want to be a badass more kind of thing. It's like fucking move on. So, Defenders, not worth the hype, dude. I just go back to watching Daredevil and Jessica Jones because even Luke Cage got lost its fucking flavor after a while. Yep, I'd say about after the guy who won. I can't remember. Um, Forgive me but uh, the the actor who won for Moonlight, the supporting actor Oscar, he was the villain for the first half of Luke Cage season 1 and Marhusha Ali or whatever the fuck his name is. He when he was on the show playing Cottonmouth, he was really fucking good. But once his character is gone off the show and then they bring in the second half villain, it didn't work. It was it just it got fucking boring. It ran out of flavor and that was it. Okay? So what I my personal opinion is this fuck trying to do the defenders fuck Iron Fist send him back to Kunlun and go fuck himself he can go masturbate with the Super Paul alright and you just have Jessica Jones show with Luke Cage back on his, on her show with him okay or him back with her and then you have Daredevil doing his thing and you got Punisher wherever the fuck he is in Maryland or wherever doing his thing and then it works because the way that they're doing it it's just I think it's too heavy handed pardon the pun but it it is there's just too much and it lost it all right.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: So, I'm good. I don't even want to go back and watch it.
1: Okay. Good. Um, I went and saw Go, or I watched Go. I didn't go and see it.
0: You mean you wiped the, the dust off? What, you blew the dust off my DVD? No, I did. <laughs> I put it in the PlayStation, and
1: off we went. Yes. I'm not going to talk about all the good stuff.
0: Yeah, you see for your review, right?
1: I'm going to talk about this particular part of the movie. Okay. Go is a really good movie. At the tail end of the Quentin Tarantino, Kevin Smith, Robert Rodriguez, Richard Linkletter, 90s (laughs) independent, you know, the 90s independent scene is the same as the 70s movie blockbuster scene when Scorsese and Lucas and De Palma and fucking uh, Spielberg and all those guys, Zemeckis and all these guys, these cats came out of the Hollywood system or or were trying to change the Hollywood system in, in a effectively they fucked it <laughs> yeah. well that's what tarantino and smith and all these other guys were doing with their independent movies they were trying to change a system right yeah and they wanted to make their own movies with the way that they wanted they wanted to make their own movies and do it their own way and fuck all to anybody else who gives a shit right yes. this is my movie i don't need studio interference still fuck yourself and Go is, like, at the tail end of that whole thing. Doug Lyman, who who fucking directed Swingers off of Jon Favreau's script and launched the careers of Favreau and Vince Gilligan or whatever his name is. Uh-huh. Vince Vaughn. Not Vince Gilligan. <laughs> Vince Vaughn. Yeah. And those other guys that were in Swingers moves on and does Go. And Go is about one night in Los Angeles, this 24-hour period, call it. Pretty much, yeah. Where... Three friends want to go to a rave and they want but one of them wants to score some drugs for so some guys yeah. that that had asked for it. Yeah. Yeah. So she uh, Hold on a second. Let me go back. The story is about two characters that think that they're in complete control of their entire life. Their 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 entire day when the truth of the matter is, is that they are so far out of control. They wouldn't, and everybody else is in control. Yeah, that they just think that they're in control. Yeah, and everything is going to shit. Yeah, but that's not the point. My point about this whole movie is the opening scene is great, where you have um, Sarah Pauli, Sarah Pauli, who plays Runa, or Rana. Yeah, and she she's asked by Jay Moore and Scott Wolf, who play these characters on this TV show called Eden Valley. They yeah. play cops,
0: and they had the mother go through the check stand before the hymn. Right before them, where she's all, you know, I had your job. Don't think you're something you're not. Who cares? It just establishes the character. doesn't mean anything. It establishes what kind of character Rana is, the way she responds to it. Okay, cool.
1: So so they are supposed to... Jay Moore and Scott Wolf's characters are supposed to talk to a checker named Simon. Simon, yeah. Who is going to score them some ecstasy. And instead they talk to Runa or Rana... Rana decides to go right to the dealer instead of you know going up the chain of command to get this ecstasy, yeah. and that starts the whole night off. Yeah. Simon had paid R- Rana to go to, to work for him, to take his shift Cover his shift yeah so that he could go to Vegas, and he ends up going to Vegas. and this is what I'm talking about. The entire Vegas scene is worthless,
0: which is the second act.
1: It means nothing to the whole entire film. You have three other acts where you have Rana getting hit by a car. Yeah. And then you have the William Fichtner, Jay Moore, Scott Wolf deal. And then you have the end of the movie. Yeah. And that's all you needed. This whole entire Swingers Part 2 part of Go doesn't work on any level because it's just these four guys going to Vegas And then Simon, who is a complete fuckwad, (laughs) messing everything up for everybody, and then they have to drive all the way back to Los Angeles in that same entire day, and I I can't remember why they were in Vegas in the first place. I think someone was getting married. Yeah. And the scenes don't mean anything. There's no impact with the scenes. There's He's Simon, the character Simon, has a threesome with some girls and the fucking couple chicks from a
0: wedding that he crashes. Yeah,
1: the fucking room catches on fire. He pays for stuff with a with a credit card that isn't his. Great musical score. He he goes to the crazy horse and and starts some shit at the crazy horse and ends up shooting a bouncer. Yeah, <laughs> all the while you have Brecken Meyer and uh, one of the other characters get sick and they're all they're doing is lying around in their he bedroom was,
0: he was the actor who called randy quaid an idiot for, for crop dusting the wrong crops at the beginning of independence day okay there's a so-and-so fields on the other side of town you idiot he's also
1: in robot chicken
0: not and Meyer. i'm talking about the other guy oh the other guy
1: he's probably also in robot chicken
0: he played. He played his like stepson. Yeah. So you
1: you have these two characters who were told you know don't eat the shrimp or whatever. Yeah. I, I'm not even going to get into it. I but told you not to eat those shrimp. Yeah. They they they're basically just laid up in their room. Yeah. While With Tay Diggs and <clears throat> and the character that played Simon go out and basically wreak havoc on oh, <laughs> in Vegas.
2: Yeah. They paint and the town. They, <laughs> and
1: then they got to escape from Vegas while being chased by gangsters.
0: Yeah. So, you know what? Look, this is your review. I'm not. Then why are you talking? <laughs> I think that if you had liked the characters, you would have enjoyed all that scene. But you no, are, dude. It
1: has nothing to do with it. I like. I just told. I told you while we were outside. And apparently, that didn't fucking like in one ear out the other. I like the characters. The characters are fine. It's the whole entire sequence that's useless.
0: All right, I didn't think you liked the characters either. It has maybe.
1: nothing to do with the characters. Well, Tay I Diggs mean, was great. I said, and I quote: Tay Diggs was great. The guy that played Simon was great. The entire fucking second act is useless because it's all exposition that doesn't need to be had. You want to, you want this movie to be like a ninety-nine or a hundred on fucking Rotten Tomatoes. Uh-huh. You get rid of that entire sequence, and the only thing you have is Simon going to Vegas. <laughs> <clears throat> and then at the end of the movie, he shows up with the two gangsters already in Todd's apartment, uh-huh. and that's Todd was played by Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, and you have him say, "I gotta hide out here for a couple, you know, for a little bit," and then he turns and sees the gangsters. Mm-hmm. You know, and you shot my son. And that whole sequence where you shot my son, blah blah blah. Now we get to shoot you.
0: Yeah, eye for an eye thing.
1: And and that works because that leaves you wanting more. Uh-huh instead of this whole fucking fake swingers part 2 bullshit and it's it was all forced dumb it's forced dumb script look, writing
0: look i've never had a weekend in vegas so i don't know how crazy shit could become
1: it doesn't matter it's forced dumb script writing oh he ends up having a threesome with two girls in the fucking in in
0: the fucking uh, the hotel room catches on fire. Where you didn't think that was funny? No. The way that it caught on fire with no. her fucking having to plug her nose with the toilet paper so she's no, smoke it's weed.
1: fucking stupid. Because anybody. I've any, seen
0: people that fucking do that. Yeah, but anybody
1: who's anybody would know that the flame comes up from the fucking lighter. Yeah. So so they rip off the, the, the Kleenex.
0: Well, it just added to how stupid the characters were.
1: Again, stupid. Not you. There are the, stupid, the, the, I know. That, I know. That fucking. That's, there are
0: stupid people in okay, this world.
1: It's a stupid sequence, Joe. It's a it's a useless fucking sequence. All right. And then they just leave the toilet paper on the ground or the tissue on the ground. They don't throw it away or they don't pick up the fucking the ashy fucking toilet paper tissue that they had already. Look, They're, she threw it. She threw it into the trash, and he threw it into the trash. I know, I, know, I know. And then it just it 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 stinks, dude.
0: They're high and distracted.
1: Again. It's a useless fucking moment. And then Tay Diggs is in is in the bathroom, and guy goes, "Hey boy, can you give me some towels?" Yeah. And he and he's, he grabs some and this is a good part. I'm not a bathroom. And man. then the guy gives him like twenty bucks. Yeah. He should have fucking pocketed the twenty bucks first yeah. and foremost because that's what anybody would do, not throw it away. And then secondly, they go out uh, again. Lazy writing. This is lazy writing. And then. After the whole event of you know, the, the room catching on fire, Simon comes down and grabs his friend, Tay, yeah. and then they go outside, and a dude in a Ferrari flips him some fucking keys and says, hey, can you park this for me close, and I'll make, you know, here's some money, and blah, blah, blah. So now they have money from the dude at the, at the from from the bathroom, the uh-huh. dude from the Ferrari, and then they end up at the crazy horse, and the first thing that Tay Diggs tells Simon's character...
0: Don't order...
1: <laughs> yeah, Jim. order anything else but...
0: Not the champagne.
1: The champagne dance. And what does he do? He orders the champagne dance. Again, it's fucking lazy, stupid writing. Because this character is self-destructive. And we already know that he's self-destructive yeah. based off of everything that he's done before he fucking left for Vegas. Yeah. So you don't need all that shit. That's all dumb exposition. And you can intercut all these little scenes, yeah. you know, but you don't need all this shit. You, you, the strongest part of the story is the Rana... Katie Holmes, Manny. Jay Moore, Scott Wolf. Jay Moore, Scott Wolf, and William Fickner stuff. Yeah. Okay? All that is great because the fucking twist with William Fickner is he he's giving up this vibe that he's gay. Yeah. And it's making Jay Moore completely-
0: Uncomfortable, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> thank you. Uncomfortable. And he invites him back to their to his house mm. with his wife, and I mean, there's a there's a- an entire moment in the scene where Jay Moore's washing his face and William Fichtner just stand there completely buck naked. He's like, hey, smell this. It smells like yeah. CK1, doesn't it? Yeah, but it's not. It's not. <laughs> I get this for like a quarter of the price and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And then he puts on-
0: Trail of springs out.
1: Yeah. You know, <laughs> it's kinda, they're they're specially wrapped springs and, you know, that's that's down bed and this Sounds and that. It's
0: like a gay vacation commercial scene where guy pushes in boxers pushes another guy under the fucking- Yeah, and, then, the he, bed. and
1: then he looks at Jay Moore and goes, you know uh so are you open to new things and and he's got Jay Moore completely thinking
0: that this is going to something's going to happen yeah, and he can't do anything about it because <laughs> he's like he he, or he don't and he want to go to prison yeah and right.
1: then then they sit down to eat dinner and it's a fucking amway
0: presentation yeah the that's thing. the
1: great twist, and the wife is a cheater, <laughs> yeah, and the wife <laughs> cheats on him and he doesn't
0: care yeah he one she goes maybe maybe next quarter we'll be number three, yeah we mm-hmm. make
1: fifty thousand dollars you know extra yeah. So, that whole twist is great because it gives you more about J. Moore, Scott Wolf, and William Fickner, yeah. who are who and they're important to the to the yeah. to the movie. And then it also would Timothy Oliphant, who is the drug dealer. Yeah. So the main storyline is Katie Holmes and the girl that plays R- R- Rana. Yeah, Sarah Pauly. Sarah Polly and their friend Manny end up at this rave. Selling fake drugs because the the drugs that they had originally wanted to do, she, yeah. she flushes down the toilet because she was going to get caught. Pharmaceutical grade, <laughs> not that crunchy herbal
0: rave shit. Right. See, I've seen this movie so many fucking times. Now, now,
1: she got the drugs from Timothy Oliphant's character, who's the drug dealer. Yeah. But she ends up flushing it down the toilet. Yeah. And oh. then she tries to fucking, she she tries to Did fake you do him it? out.
0: What? During that scene when Jay Moore goes go, did you go There it is.
1: Yes, of course I did.
0: Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> you said it. Of
1: yeah. course it, it, every other fucking word out of their mouth was go. Yeah. So Go
0: go go. Yeah, with the Miata, yeah.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> So now she's got to make the money. She makes this, all this money back and she's willing to pay him, you know, what what she owes. Yeah. What she owes and then she gets hit by a car.
0: Yeah, cuz he's there.
1: <laughs> and and but it's all it's all and that's the only thing because we keep saying it's all connected. All connected. It's all connected. And that's what makes this movie so good. Uh-huh. Uh, above and beyond that Las Vegas bullshit, this He's, movie yeah. is really good. Fucking go watch it. <laughs> I give it a 9.
0: All right, even though you didn't like the second Wait, uh, what? Hold, on a second, the, hold on. The second act.
1: What did I give it? I have my movie review coming up on this that I'm going to write.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I got to see what I gave it. Because I thought you would end up giving like a seven, seven and a half because of the. I think I actually
1: act. gave it a six and a half. Okay. Uh, yeah, I gave it a six and a half out of ten. Okay. Um, honest, but honestly, without that, mm. without that Vegas part, yeah, it would have been a nine.
0: Out of the three acts, I I could see the the second act for me being the the weakest out of all three. Of course, technically there are four, but I know there's the prologue, right? The, but um. But for me I love all the characters so much and, and I'm having fun the whole time I'm watching it.
1: So it, See, the the fucking the fucking Vegas part bogged it down, dude.
0: Bogged it down for you, okay. Completely
1: it was it was irrelevant. <laughs> it was. It I, was just it
0: When I think of overall how it affects the story of everyone else, it it's not really that relevant. You are correct. It just seemed like this fun out of left field kind of, you know, situation for them to But
1: it's not. If you saw swingers, you'd be like, Ugh. This yeah. is just a poor, I, you know, I never thought of, of comparing
0: it to Swingers. I, I've seen Swingers twice. Yeah, and that's the um, first
1: thing I thought of. And I was like, "This is just fucking Swingers Part two. <laughs> All right, and and then that was my, that's my whole basis of the movie review is this is Clerks meets Swingers. I don't care what anybody else says. Yeah, this is Clerks meets Swingers. And everybody wants to throw in this, oh, uh, it's more Quentin Tarantino Pulp Fiction because it's got drugs in it.
0: No. Yeah, but there was never any real true threat of death like in a Tarantino movie.
1: Well, except for Rana getting fucking hit by a car and thrown into a ditch.
0: I know, it ended up becoming funny. But right. But if this was Tarantino, someone would have got their fucking head blown off or oh, something. Oh, yeah,
1: always. But, yeah, this is not a Tarantino-style movie. This yeah. is a fucking... This is a fucking Richard Linkletter. I
0: think just the nonlinear storytelling is the comparison. Kevin
1: Smith style movie where it's just it's talk and talk and not and and funny. Yeah. Where you know it's it's all well, it's all it's all put together well and, and edited well and directed really good. Yeah. And and then you have that one little sequence. <laughs> so you have twenty minutes of movie that just made me want to walk outside and have cigarettes.
0: And no matter how sick you are of the song. You will still love the Macarena when it plays in this movie.
1: Oh, yeah. Absolutely fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah. The best parts of this movie are this character who plays Manny, and Manny takes a double dose after Rana was told not to give anybody yeah. double doses, one single dose. Yeah.
0: The fry like an egg. <laughs>
1: yeah. And he's fucking just gone for the whole movie.
0: Yeah. The, the, the cat. Holy shit. And
1: yeah. the tripping. <laughs> I can read your mind. kai shek <laughs> You are going to die. Yes. <laughs> uh, you know what would have been funnier is I was waiting for the cat to do this, which is the dude was, Manny was looking at the cat. Yeah. I was waiting for that cat to look at him and go, meow. <laughs> you know, just in that exact voice, just that. Well, well Mike, that would have been like, shitty meow. writing. No, that wouldn't have been shitty writing. It would have been <laughs> fucking funny. All right. I can, you know, but the I can read your mind thing, yeah. that was fine. I can read your thoughts. But it's like a human voice, meow.
0: Chiang Kai shek. Yep. <laughs> Xerxes. Yeah oh god yeah, that was a funny movie right, yeah, there, did you watch any of the deleted scenes by no. chance they help with uh, they they help a little bit with the Oliphant's character there's more scenes with him and Katie Holmes and stuff Yeah, where he like he actually they cut trimmed it down because he actually threatens her with the gun like he points it at her fucking head Right. he says you know when, they're gonna be here soon my ass you know what the fuck is going on and then she calms him down but it was it was it really killed the moment cuz the moment felt kind of playful again, and fun.
1: You're talking about a sequence that nobody has any fucking clue what you're talking about.
0: It, people that have seen Go
1: 6, the 6 people that have subscribed to our fucking podcast. Well,
0: if you give a fuck enough like director's commentaries <laughs> thing, go watch Go and then come listen to the podcast again.
1: Or you could just talk about the scene that you were just talking about and give it some relevancy by saying this comes from this point in the movie.
0: Thank you. All right. <laughs> so dork 6.5 6.5 which is funny because that's what I gave Logan lucky uh-huh. alright so uh, do we have anything else you want to talk about on this episode uh, right, Jerry can... Lewis died yeah great so uh, hopefully someone gets the day the clown cried out of his vault see now you have the same
1: attitude I do about fucking celebrities dying
0: well someone like was like oh I'm totally in shock I'm like, he's 91 he's fucking 91 thank you yep. he had a great life yeah dude he, he was he was Dean
1: Martin's sidekick yeah How fucking much better Can your life he be He
0: traveled the world And made people laugh Yeah He he made he people feel good
1: Raised billions of dollars For muscular dystrophy
0: Yeah Guy had a great fucking life He uh-huh. is a legend he, he made it to 91 Yeah Good for him Yeah
1: Bravo sir Bravo, Bravo. <laughs> All right um, I'm sure there's other Fucking news out there But I could give fuck less
0: Movie tickets No
1: We already talked about that <laughs> I know
0: All right so. Actually
1: I want to talk Real quick about Steven Soderbergh Oh you do Because he wanted to do a new distribution model. This came out in July? July
0: 31st. I remember what he tried to do in 2005. So, I want movie studios
1: to keep their grubby paws off my money, and I want complete control over how my films are marketed. Yeah. Most marquee directors hold those twin desires, but none more than Steven Soderbergh. Um, He said that his side effects in 2013 would be his last film, whereas a lot of other people are saying that there was another movie that he did that would be his last film. Yeah, But he's back... And he directed Logan Lucky after years of shooting my mouth off about absolute creative control. We're going to attempt to do this. The question is this. Can you do what the normal studios do from a wide distribution standpoint only with a lot fewer resources? Yes, you can. Spending on marketing and with a much better economic structure. Yes, you can. You want to know how you do it? YouTube. You use YouTube? Deadpool. Absolutely. You, and you market the shit out of it. I've been fucking screaming about this from the top of the mountain to you and to a couple of other people, and I haven't said this on the podcast once, which is this, if you're going to do something, and I'm, I'm going to specifically bring something up, there used to be a show called That Metal Show One, okay. and Eddie Trunk and, and Jim Florentine, Don Jameson would do this, this TV show, and I loved it because it had all these fucking artists on there, and they would question them, and you know, it was question and answer stuff, and top tens, and all this other shit. Yeah. Great show. And then it got canceled by by uh, um, MTV VH1 Classic because they're going in a whole new direction, and they've been shopping this fucking channel this this show around to all these dis- to all these channels, and nobody wants to pick it up. Put it on fucking YouTube. Stop worrying about whether or not you're going to get 21 million viewers. Stop worrying about the fact that you're going to get you know a million viewers or this or that or selling advertising. You put this fucking channel on YouTube. With Eddie Trunk and Jim Florentine and Don Jameson mm-hmm. on Eddie Trunk's fucking YouTube channel, people are going to watch it. You're not going to get... Dude, look. Metallica. Metallica had a live show, a live concert. Yeah. Okay? They streamed it. How many people were watching it? Just a fucking shit wild guess. 10 million. No, there wasn't that much. <laughs> okay, two. Not even not even a tenth of that, but...
0: Okay, so half
1: a mil- 48,000. okay. Okay, are you impressed by that? No. Why not?
0: Well, 48,000 people watching a live concert. It's Metallica. You think that they, if they mass, you know, marketed it or whatever. How many
1: people were at the show?
0: Um, it was at the Rose Bowl.
2: You no. said
1: it was in Edmonton, Toronto, Canada. Oh, that one. Okay. Um, it was the last show of this part of this first leg of the tour. Hundred thousand. Okay. Now, how many people total saw that show? One hundred fifty, give or take. Yeah. Is that a lot? It's
0: better than nothing really
1: (laughs) that's your attitude towards it 150,000 people watched that show Joe
0: that's a lot I know it's a lot but
1: how many people live in Auburn
0: 20,000
1: yeah 12 it's 10 times Auburn okay 10 times 10 Auburn Californias watched Metallica play live on YouTube or were at the show you're telling me that's not a lot
0: no, I dude, I just don't know the perspectives on it, man. Um, I, you
1: should have a perspective. It should be completely unfathomable to you. I,
0: the reason why is because I'm used to, oh, the fucking big people are the ones that get a billion views. Who or, gives
1: a f- No, they don't get a billion views. If you look at PewDiePie's fucking record for whatever, that's the total amount of views. He has like a billion fucking videos. Yeah. The more video you have, one one person watch all billion of your videos, you have a billion views, right? Yeah. Okay, one hundred and fifty thousand people is unfathomable. If I had, if we had one hundred and fifty thousand people watching or listening to our podcast, yeah. we'd be fucking rich, beyond rich, okay. every week. If we had one hundred and fifty thousand people, okay, does that you're still not fucking impressed?
0: I'm just if I I'm I'm picturing, say like say when Markiplier does one video, and it, it, normally his videos get anywhere between half a million to three and a half million okay. views per video.
1: Okay, now divide that by three because the average person that watches a video watches it three times.
0: Okay, so 1.2.
1: Okay, now divide that by 10.
0: 120. There you go. Are you playing the number 23 on me, No, shooter? because
1: of bots. Uh-huh. Like, of all, the like half the Facebook pages yeah. are bots.
2: Half. Okay.
1: There's four billion Facebook pages. Half of them are bots, half of them are fake. All right. So, 120,000 views for Markiplier. Real, real views. Okay. Okay? The rest are people that are watched it for a minute or people that have watched it more than once. Yeah. Okay? And you're telling me that you're not impressed with 150,000 people watching one show for two hours.
0: <laughs> God, I sound like an asshole, but- You are. No, I'm not. It's just- You're completely unrealistic about any expectation of
1: viewage. 17- mm-hmm. Seventeen million people watch Game of Thrones every week. Yes, that's seventeen million. How much of that is real?
0: I don't know. See, you're breaking it down to like so. Say, like you're saying that the Metallica thing is at, at its minimum. It's like 150 thousand people. So imagine if it was blown up like everything it, else. Who gives a fuck? It'd if be it was fucking bunk? massive. No. Who gives a fuck? If it was blown up. 150 thousand people
1: watch for two hours. Yeah. Metallica play live. Yeah. And you just sit there and go, oh. Uh-huh. Like you're not fucking impressed. It, and it bugs, it, it bugs the shit
0: out of me because it doesn't impress you. I know. I it's an
1: unfathomable amount of people watching one band play for two hours.
0: I gave you the perspective, the reasoning for it. I'm not saying it's not a lot of people. I'm saying that what always pops into my head is when other people get way more views. Who gives a f- Dude. I'm trying to make you understand the way that I see it. You're getting, you're getting all fucking i about it. I'm getting, I'm it getting
1: annoyed because... I'll, I'll tell you why. Because I don't think you have a real fucking perspective of what people are doing.
0: Okay, but you seem to... you got to understand that even though I didn't see it the way you just pointed it out about the bots and all that other shit... I know. you got to understand that I'm coming from this other perspective. My name
1: is Markiplier. I don't care. Sorry, not you.
0: I know. So it... it
1: Markiplier puts up shitty videos... That are five minutes long or ten minutes long or two minutes long. Yeah. This video was put out a month ago, 30 days. He has three million views. This yeah. is random horror reaction compilation, okay? Yeah. How many people watch his fucking, sh- his channel? How many subscribers do you think he has? I
0: can't remember. All I know is he puts out usually about, t- on average, two videos a day. Okay.
1: He has 18 million subscribers. How many people watched his random horror reaction compilation? It's right there.
0: A, a sixth of it.
1: 3.1 million, right? six This one, The Man With No Shadow, how many people? 500, 600,000, Over right? half a million, yeah. 700,000. That was a day ago. Mm-hmm. 700,000. 900,000. Four. Fourteen. Well, one of them's 14, but that's an animated thing that somebody else did for him. 28 million was Five Nights at Freddy Reaction Compilation. 55 million views on Five Nights at Freddy Animation, okay? That's a lot of people. <laughs> how many of it are his subscribers watching multiple times? Most of them.
0: Dude, I don't know. I'm just... Th- I'm telling you. His 18 million...
1: His popular uploads are, are doing what they're supposed to do. His 18 million people and his best videos have one that doesn't even have
0: 18 million views. It has one-fourth of oh, that. Oh, yeah, because he posts so many videos also. I mean, some people just don't watch them all. When I, when I was in a Markiplier mood... I watched a lot of his videos, but there was still a bunch I didn't watch. You know, there's certain things I'm just not interested in. You know, like right now, I'm not in a Markiplier mood. I don't, I care, I could care less about anything he's posting for the last, what, two months.
1: Yeah, but what I'm trying to point out is, he posts however many times you post a day.
0: Yeah, usually on two, two on And
1: frankly, he's junk. He's junk. But he knows his audience because they're all 12-year-old kids. Yeah. Okay?
0: Yeah, my kids fucking love him, dude. Yeah,
1: well, there you go. That's your that's that's his audience right there.
0: ADD kids.
1: <laughs> now, I'm I'm not going to downplay this. He's got 18 million subscribers. He's got a lot of views. That's fine. He's fucking loaded. It's fucking unfathomable. But you sit there and you go, "Oh, yeah, 150 150,000 views in 2 hours." Uh-huh. Okay. Let's see how much that video Metallica Edmonton See, they say 45,000. Okay. Well, that's that's 887,129 views.
0: That's a lot, yeah.
1: Okay. That was streamed six days ago. Mm-hmm. So it's well over a million total from the stream if they're doing the stream. if, if, if there's, Unless they're counting the stream numbers in there. Okay. Mm-hmm. That doesn't include however many people were at the show in and of themselves. Yeah. eight hundred eighty-seven thousand in six days. Good for them. Yeah, it's still an unfathomable amount of people watching. But
0: look, there's that fucking there's no, that, no, 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 a Mexican song that fucking that's like the highest viewed ever on on YouTube. It's like over three billion views. Beat everybody, right? No,
1: it's not a Mexican. That's song. It's
0: stupid fucking Spanish or whatever the fuck it is. It's Italian? Psy. Not, not Psy. No, this one is called nope. Pescalero some shit.
1: Nope. Psy owns the record for the most amount of views on a single video, and right now it's still sitting at two point eight billion. Uh, I just looked it up. Cy owns the record. He has the most views of a single video ever.
0: I thought that too until that Pesca fucking thing uh-huh. popped up. The song's called Pescalero or some shit. I can't remember.
1: I just looked it up. Now, I could be wrong. That could be fucking whatever. They say despica, Despacito.
0: Yes, there we go.
1: With 3.3 billion views as of three See? days ago.
0: You're so adamant about the side thing, man. I, I,
1: I'm telling you, what I fucking just read not two hours ago.
0: I know. I saw this like a month ago, and it was, I was like, where the fuck did this song come from? I never not even heard this song before, and it came out, and it's got over three billion views, and I listened to it, and it's fucking modern pop fucking bullshit. I mean, it sucks. I don't know why the fuck people would want to listen to it that many times.
1: I have no, unless they're making fun of it.
0: I watched the video. There's nothing special at all.
1: Nothing. Well, you watched the video, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> You've been conditioned to watch that shit. No,
0: I, no, no. Just stop that, okay? Really? I but watched, you watched the video. You, excuse me, mister. I need to fucking stay up with the times and be relevant with shit by knowing what YouTube videos are on all the time or not and what fucking news related subjects are on. All I said on. was fucking so news. So I check out the most fucking viewed video and you're going to tell me that? Conditioned? Yeah, because
1: you clicked on it.
0: I didn't watch it. All I did was go to the Wikipedia. I wanted to have a good basis for my opinion on it if it ever came up in conversation, which is fucking now. Okay? Okay. Okay, and I watched it, and now I can tell you after seeing it, it does not deserve fucking half a billion views. It doesn't deserve 100,000 fucking views. It sure as fuck doesn't deserve more views than the Metallica concert. Okay? Because they're fucking oh, shit. that's why. Okay. Despacito is shit.
1: But you still watched it. Yes. You still clicked on so it.
0: Just say, say that I've fucking say that i seen it. I have seen it. Okay?
1: Psy only has 93 videos.
0: Yeah, I've also seen the fucking video where the guy sits on the mayonnaise jar. What'd he fucking do? What?
1: Well, that's good for you. I'm glad you
0: did. That. <laughs> yeah, thanks a lot, Nacho. <laughs> I liked his eclipse thing. <laughs> oh, I, I, I sent him, I sent him a message saying because he always if he sends me something, it's always gonna have a dick in it, one way or another, or fucking some uh, kind of male genitalia in it. And so I said, I knowingly, I am going to click yes on this, but I'm knowing, I'm telling you that I knowingly, <laughs> I knowingly know, no, I know that it's going to have some kind of male genitalia in it. I know this. So don't think that you're pulling one over on me, Mr. Fucking Nacho. As
1: soon as I saw it come from Nacho, I'm like, oh. Yeah, oh, I was like,
0: I was waiting for the big. Done. I was waiting for the BBD, or the BBC. It was just balls. Instead, the it was eclipse. it was the balls in the hairs and shit, and yeah, it was funny. It was funny, but I I, I, I laughed. Knew it. Yeah, I laughed. Oh yeah. Yeah, I gave, him, I gave him a thumbs up. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I tried
1: to, but every uh, phone, Windows Messenger. Long story short, <laughs> I couldn't do it. Testicular. And then clips. and then somebody else did the Test- same thing to me. Or... You know what bugs me what? is somebody that follows suit but does it a day after all the shit happens. Mm-hmm. It's like when the fucking eclipse happened. Yeah, it happened yesterday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay, so we have established that the eclipse, hap- eclipse happened yesterday. Yes. What do I get in my fucking Windows Messenger? (laughs) That same ball thing for the eclipse. Oh, oh, look, the eclipse is just happening. Oh, thank you, buddy. Really? You're only 12 fucking hours late. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, buddy. Not even that. You're 24 hours late.
0: (laughs) All right. So, yeah. What the fuck, bro? All right. (sighs) Show. Next movie that we will be talking about on Cinescape Movie Reviews. Maybe. Is going to be The Hitman's Bodyguard. Samuel, motherfucking Jackson and Ryan. Debo Why do you do Reynolds? that? Why can't I you just know. say it? Like it's like a sultry. Just a.
1: It's not. Don't. Stop being. Oh,
0: Mister Dictator. Okay, right, you dictate. Don't. I don't. When you do it, it just sounds painful.
1: I did it the same exact way you. No, did.
0: man, you got no style with it. You got no. I got rhythm. no you got style. No soul, brother.
1: Really? You need some soul with it. I got no soul. Put some. Soul. <laughs>
0: You love when you get defensive.
1: Fuck you. <laughs> I got no
0: soul. No soul. You got no soul,
1: fuck. brother. I'm going to act black because acting black is
0: Ugh. cool. Acting all brotherly. I said I did that on purpose. Yeah. All right. Shoot. Acting black. Acting blacking. Because I'm no. acting black. I can't pelt out like fucking Brian Johnson when I'm trying not to be too loud. All right. So <laughs> I'm me. You're you. Goodbye. Out. Done. See you on the flip side. Hit it. No. We're at 159, man. If we could do it. Yes, I bless the rains down in Africa.
1: Yeah, that's a metal cover.
0: What's the name of that, the the, the manufacturer of, of the symbols, The Zyjan or whatever the fuck it is? Zildjian. Zildjian. uh-huh
2: Pretty distinctive name.
1: This is a dude playing all the instruments.
0: He's great until he starts sitting there clapping. Why is so wrong with that? Oh, he just like he's waiting for a cock to come in the room and enter his mouth. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I'm just fucking with you.
1: You need to stop saying that shit. Why? Because it just sounds dumb. He's, just, he's clapping He's like he's waiting for a cock to come into his mouth. Uh, what, are you afraid of cocks? I shouldn't bring him up?
0: No, I think you should think of something funnier to say. Cocks are funny. No. Cocks are so funny Dude. that Jonah Hill spent an entire film drawing different ways... That a cock can look on every paper and a movie. Every
1: single joke you make, yeah. is about dick. <laughs> every single joke, it's always dick—a dick or cock. Or just wait for a cock in his mouth, Jizz in his face, but, hey, Every ex- joke. Expand your jokes. Every joke, <laughs> like every joke, I can go through the podcast. I can go through. You know what? I'm all almost, 350 podcasts. I'm almost willing to and fucking every clog single you podcast up with that by
0: just doing that.
1: Every single podcast has you. <laughs> With a dick joke,
0: clog you up like a cock in the ass. With with watching all the podcasts or listening to them all over again. Yeah. Yep.
1: Every fucking podcast. It's always there's always a fucking. He looks like he's gonna
0: suck right, your dick. Right, shut up! Shut up! You shut, shut up. up! Put a no. cock in your mouth. Cock in your mouth. You shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I, no! I'm I'm I'm
1: serious about the fucking expanding your your joke repertoire.
0: Oh, you want me to say fart more?
1: No, I want you to get away from dick. Just like for ten minutes, that's just what, get get over, just get off the dick.
0: That's what she, she said. Yeah. Just. Why would she say that?
1: Just walk away from dick. <laughs> Did like, she say that too? Like for for like a day.
0: No dick for a day. Yeah,
1: stop fucking with the cock dick jokes. For like, just try it for like six oh, weeks but without no cunt for it, a month. It's it, you know it's like nicotine. You gotta you gotta. No cunt for a month. Yeah, no cunt for a month. <laughs>
0: God, that was bad. Right. Are we good? We're, are we yeah, we gotten okay. prevent enough. All right. All right. Jiggle my balls. All right. yeah. Looks like a dick.
2: <laughs> good show! Jolly good show! Jolly good show indeed! Hakuna Matata,
0: bitches. This is the Cinescape Movie Podcast. We thank you for listening to the show. And if you have any questions or comments, you can email us or tweet us. My handle is at Joe Spiegel underscore Joe. My handle. That's what I call it. My handle. You can tweet me at. You can send
1: me a tweet at.
0: tweet me at. You can follow me. Fuck off. All right. Yeah.
1: Follow You can you know, follow me or tweet me at. Send a tweet to. All right. Follow. Follow would be better.
0: You can follow me on Twitter. You can Twitter me. You can follow me on Twitter at Joe Spiegel underscore Joe. And for me, it is at- What about
1: you? MPS 5150, because I make it easy.
2: Yeah, you do. Well, that's the
1: end of the show. Thank you for listening. And please remember, share the podcast.
0: Hey, hey, hey. What is it, Joe? Yeah. You see that little button over there? Yeah. Yes. All you what do? button? The little share button. Which button is that? It says share. Sometimes
1: it's a little arrow that goes in a circle. Regardless, it's there. Or more. So share. Share. Share that podcast.
0: Click that shit. <laughs> it's simple. Please. We put we do put some work into this. Not a lot. Not a lot. Not as much as we should. But still, all you have to do is click the share button. Yeah, Click anything that says share. Like on our movie
1: reviews, there's a Facebook share and a Google Plus. Pick one. We Sp- prefer Facebook, but you know.
0: Bread the love. Help us grow. Spread the love, and we will spread our legs open for
1: you. No, we won't.
0: I take showers.
1: <laughs> well, what is that one? Pr- show the balls.
0: <laughs> open your balls. Open your balls. <laughs> <laughs> shower, yeah, share, share, share the show. Share the hell out of it.
1: Share. <laughs> sure. ah, give her some love. I sound like Little Nick.
0: <laughs> Have a good night.
2: Hmm. Venito, the, the end. I tell you, we're all going to nibble the dust.
0: Argo, go fuck yourself.